Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, Rock of Talk. Dot com, 550-5500 here in the Kiva. There'll be no television broadcast uh, for today. That is on uh, no Rock of Talk TV because of what we're going to be covering. And we're going to be covering the debate from last Friday. We'll have Murder Mike in as well. And I got my uh, good friend Jim Hammond back in the saddle again. He'll be joining me shortly as we uh, review the Lujan Grisham Ronchetti First gubernatorial debate, sort of the midway point, and I can play this since we're a week away. KOB Channel 4 can't say anything about the fact that I'm replaying their stuff on our air for any reason other than to, hey, we're going to give our partners, as part of the New Mexico Broadcasters Association, their opportunity to go through line by line, verse by verse, uh, response by response, uh, all the things from last Friday. I think this is a good midway point. Uh, I'd like to just say uh, Mark Ronchetti is running a great campaign. We kick off... Voting in earnest uh, next Tuesday, and uh, don't forget, uh, vote early and often. Just kidding. Just kidding. Relax, folks. I'm just just vote. Make sure that you guys vote. We prefer that you vote on voting day. But nonetheless, uh, I can't take another negative ad uh, against Mark Ron Ketty. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Audible if you're podcasting. And don't forget, uh, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and rockoftalk.news, as well as rockoftalk.chat. So, Jim Hammond, welcome back, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Actually, this is uh, yeah, this is a very interesting race. Uh, I've been fascinated with it. One of the things that 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 uh, amused me early on, they said, "Well, Ron Kennedy's not a politician." I was thinking, isn't that a plus thing? Uh, I'm not that keen on politicians. A lot of them have really abused their position and uh, have really used it to uh, feather their own nest and many other things, and not to tell you how many of those are out there, but seeing s- someone who is running a, a campaign just because of how horrific things have gotten here in the Albuquerque area, all of New Mexico, uh, and with ideas that are a, a lot clearer uh, as far as what they're going to do than anything that the current governor is mentioning. It's been a bad four years, Jim. You're not really political. Uh, you're the original libertarian card-carrying holder from the original convention. You and my good friend, Ellie yep. Sheva Levin, uh, both. You both attended the original convention in Chicago. Uh, or da- Was it Dallas or Chicago? Well, actually, I, I learned about it in Dallas. Uh, that, that was the convention they had in 72. I wasn't there in time to do it, but I, I read their platform. And I said, oh, these people think the same way I do. That's kind of scary. But anyway, I'll, I'll join them. And uh, we did get on the ballot in, mm-hmm. in 76. So I, I got to a good impression of, of what it is with the two main major parties out there and how they'll do anything to keep anyone else out there. Yeah. And it's it underhanded, uh, it overhand doesn't matter. They will do it. And, and the libertarian party here in New Mexico does everything to keep, uh, seemingly the Republican party out of power, just like the green party does with the Democrats. It's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the uh, let, let's say I was one of the original libertarians, so my ideas are probably different than some of the ones you might encounter. Like right. any yeah, other party, everyone has different views. Yeah. I have been a limited government advocate forever. And yeah, we uh, have way too much government here in the state of New Mexico. Yep. Let's kick it off with the opening statements as well as uh, the introductions, courtesy of KOB Channel 4. 
And uh, we're going to play this in its entirety, go through the first couple of hours here in the Kiva. Take a listen. Two on KOB4. Tonight, New Mexico's first debate in this year's race for governor, featuring Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and Republican challenger Mark Ronchetti. Now, our moderators, Tessa Mentis and Matt Grubbs. And good evening, New Mexico. We have more than a month until Election Day, but it's been a very long campaign so far that will ultimately lay the groundwork for where we take our state. I'm Tessa Mentis. And I'm Matt Grubbs. Debates are a storied part of New Mexico's political tradition. One of the few chances voters have to hear their candidates contrast their ideas for improving life in our state. And tonight we'll hear from the leading candidates in this race, the Republican and Democratic candidates for governor. Let's say the only candidates in the race, all right? Let, let's reinforce that incumbent democrat michelle lujan grisham and republican challenger mark ronchetti they are both joining us here at our kob4 studios tonight and here are the rules our candidates have agreed upon they will each have 90 seconds to introduce all right so we know what the rules are but i will say this um to answer our questions i have not seen it up until this point jim have you seen this debate I have not seen this one. But no. you've heard plenty of reaction. I've heard plenty of reactions. So here we are with our reactions, not based upon anybody else's reaction. Finally, each candidate will have 60 seconds to deliver closing remarks. So, candidates, thanks to you both for being here. We flipped a coin to determine the order of opening and closing statements. Mark Ronchetti, you will begin. Go well, ahead. thanks very much, Matt. I appreciate the time tonight. I appreciate the governor's time. New Mexico is at a crossroads, there's no doubt. We have a big choice in this election, and we've all seen the numbers. We're second in violent crime, and unfortunately, this governor has been letting out violent criminals big for crime. the past two years under COVID orders. Okay. In fact, she just stopped doing it over the past week when we called her out on it. And as you look at our prison population, it's actually 20% lower than when she took office. We have soft on crime judges, and we Double still days. have catch and release. Yep. If you think the system is broken, she is the head of the system. We're 51st in education. Three quarters of our kids can't do math to grade level, and almost three quarters can't read to grade level. And you look at where we are being behind with COVID with no plan to catch up. If you think the education system is broken, this governor is the head of that system. And so many families okay, across fine. the state struggle to get to the end of the month with enough money. Oh. But one group that's not struggling is the government in Santa Fe. The government in the state of New Mexico has never been richer. But I would ask you, has that helped you in your family? So often, the answer is no. And the governor's gonna tell you tonight that I haven't been in government long enough or I don't have the government experience to solve these problems. But probably no reason to say what the governor is going to say. I'd probably also say I think he hit on all the points and that is all good. Yeah. Um, he needs to back those up with two facts to kind of kick things off and reinforce the amounts. I think that drives home, you know, 20, the, the government is richer, right? The government is richer, but you want to say, why is it richer? 26 billion from the federal government, Joe Biden. The fact is, her 30 years of government experience has us right where we are. We can get better. We can make our streets safer. We can educate our kids better. And we can absolutely put more money in your pocket. But we have to change direction. And I look forward to laying out that plan tonight. All right, to your uh, quick 30-second uh, response there to Jim, opening statement, Mark Ronchetti. I think that was a excellent opening statement, really clarifying the positions and you know, laying the, the, the problems at the governor because she's the one in control there. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you and I have both talked about, moaned about, uh, some of the things that she'd done during the COVID era. 
And uh, so we definitely need a, a, a change, a, a breath of fresh air, someone who's seeing things and saying, well, we got to fix these right. things no, instead absolutely. of coming up with excuses. Yeah, and that's uh, we don't even have a woman who gives us excuses. She doesn't respect the population of New Mexico enough to give them excuses. Good point. And I think that uh, the look on her face, uh, uh, disc- uh, uncomfortable, uh, sort of uh, disconnected, and uh, she's going to go into her opening statement. We'll kick off the next segment uh, with that, and then we'll uh, sort of marshal headlong into the responses and uh, criticize Everything from the debate itself uh, to the responses. We'll do that after we get a check on traffic. Take a quick three-minute commercial timeout. All the action back here in the Kiva on a Friday afternoon, AM 1600 KIV, rockoftalk.com. Right, let's bring it back here. Uh, Jim Hammond here in the studio. Uh, we'll do more of the debate. Now let's get Michelle Lujan Grisham's opening remarks last Friday on KOB Channel 4 for the first gubernatorial debate. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, your opening remarks. Thank you. Good evening, and thank you for having us tonight. Now, look, we've come actually a long way in four years, but as New Mexicans, we've been through a lot. But I remain steadfast in my optimism about what comes next. All right, there's something that comes through that I would have absolutely pounced upon that is probably that was probably pretty palpable. Now, now let's take a step back here for a second. Mark Ronchetti had a pretty good week. Vice President Mike Pence was here. We had uh, uh, Glenn Youngkin, who was here. We've already had uh, DeSantis, who is here. There is a different look on the face of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, Almost a boyish, worried look on her face. Different than the confident, everyone supporting me, I'm running with this look that she has while she's administrating. And I'm sure that this is probably pretty evident to Mark Ronchetti and his team. This woman looks scared, looks afraid about losing her grip on power. All you have to do is look at her first five to ten seconds of her response on KOB Channel 4, and you're like, okay, something is off. This is not the same confident person that we saw before, and I think that is a tell, as you might say, right in a poker game, uh, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can see the confidence. She's not she's not running with a uh, full house or anything like that. So let's let we we knew that from the beginning. Because despite the challenges of a pandemic and wildfires and floods, we have transformed the trajectory. Wait, the biggest wildfire in the state of New Mexico. We just sort of overrunning that with it. Wildfires, floods, blah, COVID. Of our mm. beloved state. Unemployment is at a 14-year record low with 28,000 jobs added just last year. We've invested billions of dollars into the public school. Nobody cares about the statistic for jobs and unemployment in the state of New Mexico. We know that that does not move the voting needle. School classrooms into pay raises for teachers into expanded pre-K and daycare and free tuition free. Free. That uh, took her how long? Three minutes and 51 seconds to use the word free. Free, free, free. The uh, buzzword for every dumb voter out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I get it free? Uh, is there anything for free? Uh, excuse me. Uh, I'll vote for the person who gives it to me for free. Free higher education for thousands of New Mexicans. We have strengthened free. and diversified our economy. And we've made it easier for more people to access the health care that they need. Free. The seeds are planted. Positive change is truly our destiny. But 
progress is not promised, and the threat of going backwards is real. We need. Yeah, you've taken us backwards. So uh, I think this is easy for people to read through. To keep rebuilding our mental health system, we need to put more public safety into our neighborhoods, and we need the strength of the state to address the problems that are plaguing our cities. In fact, just like right here in Albuquerque. But I want to talk about... All right, so she's identified the place where they're both playing, and that is Albuquerque. The battle for Burke! It's really at stake in this election. My opponent wants to ban abortion. Oh, boy. Distraction, folks. Mm -hmm. This is a complete and total distraction. Nobody cares about abortions except for the people having them. Trust me. Okay? And the people have already been through them. The way they tear apart their lives, their mental stability, they start... Anyway, there's a whole... This is a distraction. If you think killing a baby, if you think access to health care equals abortion, you're an idiot. We don't want you anyway. Uh, this has nothing to do with demonizing a person who literally wants to protect life. Mark Ronchetti, thank you for what you do. Let's listen to the rest of this. New Mexico women deserve a constitutional right to privacy and to make their own highly personal health care decisions. As governor, I will protect their access to reproductive health care and their rights to make those decisions. Why not just turn it on her and say, how many abortions have you had in your life? How many? That's a fair a uh, ask, right? Why, why, yeah. are, you, why oh, yeah. are you so adamant about protecting it? Have you had an abortion in your life? Two, three? Thank you. You're welcome. Governor Lujan Grisham, thank you very yeah. much. We are going to go ahead and get started. I don't like the face that Mark Ronchetti is uh, making. Just, it, it, you got to be stoic, bro. Keep it stoic. Freeze frame. Okay, I don't just just do it like the Jay Giles man. Freeze frame. Questions, and we're going to start with crime. To many of our viewers, it feels like crime in our state, especially here in the metro, has moved beyond the crisis level. We are on pace to break another homicide record in Albuquerque. We know drugs, guns, mental health, and poverty all intersect this issue. Right, so, what will be your top? specific crime-related legislative priority to help remedy crime in New Mexico? And how do you plan to get Republicans and Democrats at the Roundhouse on board? Wow, that's a trick question because you have a woman who's been in power for four years. Crime has only increased, and she's done anything but get Republicans on board. I'm interested to get her response. Governor, you'll begin. Well, first let's talk about what we've already done. Well, uh, crime okay. is on the rise nationally. Can you answer the question? Republicans on board, and let's hear about specific things that you will do to reduce. During your term, you have only increased. Um, I'm not a fan of Mark's look while she's answering this. No secret, that's also a problem right here in New Mexico and in Albuquerque, as you just stated. Thank God but over the last four years, we've invested a record 400 plus billion into public safety. Okay, so throw money at the problem. So is, it, is, that, a, is that a solution? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's just throw money at it. And what does that mean? It means making sure that we're giving our police officers the raises and dignity they deserve. The professional. Uh, the police officers did not endorse you. Uh, the union endorsed Mark Ronchetti, not you, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Development training, the tools to keep them safe, the equipment and vehicles, a new crime lab. Blah, blah, and let's blah. take a step back. The former well, you've taken three steps back since you've been governor. Governor actually created policies, including one that mirrors the Mark Ronchetti's plan to cut government. Ooh, this is good. This is a tip of weakness. She shouldn't even acknowledge Mark Ronchetti's plan. Why would a uh, sitting governor or anybody in power even acknowledge the opponent in the answers or even mention his name? A form of weakness, uh, Jim, would you say? Well, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think she's scared. This is a this is a good good sign right there. Thank you. We lost more than 400 officers just here in Albuquerque alone. We've added back. Wait, wait. Under Tim Keller? You mean Tim Keller that was going to exceed it to uh, 1,200 officers? You mean that that type of thing? You mean when I was running, I was going to say, okay, well, here's what we'll do, and this is how we'll get it done. And now you have currently 843 officers. That's under your plan, Governor. Just in the last, or an announcement in the last couple of weeks, to put back more than 317. We've increased the penalties for repeat offenders and violent offenders. And we're. Where? That's a boldface lie. Boldface, uh, italicized, capped. Making sure that we have additional FBI and U.S. Marshal press. Okay, that is CD. She already knew what she was going to do. See how this whole thing is. We're going to bring in more FBI. What, That's 50 just officers? what we need. Yeah. yeah, we need more FBI. We, we don't need this. We just need to arrest low-level criminals consistently and keep them in jail consistently. But you don't do that. Since next session, we get bail reform over the finish line. Bail reform? Wait, you mean the bail reform that you push back on? That is weird. Come on, take her down, Ron Ketty. And Mr. Ronchetti, your answer. That that bottom lip thing that he's doing visually, not a good not a good thing, bro. You gotta get rid of that. Just just dump that. All right. Keep your answer strong. No facial whatever. Okay, you don't need to do that. Yeah, a long list there that is not doing any good and, in fact, is making it worse. What the governor doesn't tell you is, good. over the past two years, she's released nearly 700 people back out on the streets, and many of them have Atta gone boy. right back good and one. committed violent crimes. Stats. That is a horrible idea and one that we have to get away from, and we absolutely will. And when you look at this governor's policies, okay. what has she done from the get-go? We still have catch and release. And the governor yep. used to brag that she could get anything through the legislature, she so when he responds, he has, to, he has to get rid of this where he looks down. I don't know why he does that, but he's got to get rid of that. Deliver it. You know, keep the head up. You know, keep delivering. It's good. Didn't get that through. We will get catch and release through the legislature because nothing is going to go through until we protect the people of this state. And unfortunately, when we have soft on crime judges, many of which this governor has appointed, they are turning people right back out on the street. It's the reason oh. that the Albuquerque Police Officers Association has endorsed yeah. my campaign. Oh. It's the reason that the order of police have endorsed oh. my campaign. Two. This governor signed a bill to make it easier to sue police officers and Three. now we can't get them on the streets. I know she gave a pay raise Boom. to the state police, you call it what but it's guess called. what? Across the rest Nobody of the state, it. we can't recruit people to do this job, including at the state police. You got to say the words qualified immunity, and she loses. I've got the freeze frame right there with a the screenshot, a disappointed look. She knows that she's failed. 1-0 Ron Ketty. Level. There has to be a change here. She hasn't taken crime seriously. That's time, Mr. We're the Ron second Ketty. most violent state in the Shut country up, for a reason. Governor, you have up to a minute for a rebuttal, if you'd yeah. like. Bold words from someone who's never even been to a legislative Oh, uh, Here we go. Here comes, uh, he's only been a weatherman. ...who's never had to deal with any of these issues directly. For someone well, who's you failed, have and you failed. Uh, uh, admit that we uh, have 400 uh, fewer officers uh, from uh, his mentor, former uh, Governor Susana Martinez. Oh, wow. <laughs> a woman who gave you uh, 1.8, 2.8, 3.8, a billion dollars, lady, and you wasted it. When he talks about lower correction stats, you know what that is? Fewer arrests. You know why we have fewer arrests? Because we have fewer easy police laws. officers. In fact... <laughs> We have fewer arrests because we've made crimes, crimes, right, less punitive. We're like, okay, you can steal up to $1,000. Like, she even lies right in front of your face. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. 1-0, Ron Ketty. Back in three, you and me. And Ron Ketty and the governor.
in the Kiva. Good talk. All right, nice way to rally there, pal. Good job keeping it professional. Here the end of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's response to Mark Ronchetti after I've already awarded him the point. Uh, let's see. The 50 well, million, the, actually, it's yeah. now 72 million. Oh, go ahead, Jim. Now, I was going to say, she says the same thing that a lot of a lot of uh, politicians do uh, when they have failed. We threw a lot of money at it, and, you know, it should have fixed something. It's not our fault. If throwing the money at it didn't do it. It's like you didn't think about the fundamentals, about what had to change to make it all work, and then how to effectively use the money, our money, by the way, not yours. Uh, and and that is that is just offensive to me. Incredibly offensive. I think four-fifths of the win on this point have to do with the fact that Mark Ranchetti was able to nail it. The other fifth is the fact that, the well, maybe a little bit more than that, is the fact that we're experiencing a reality that she's not acknowledging in all of this, and she's providing an excuse. She mm -hmm. had twice as much time as Mark Ronchetti did on this particular uh, issue, but I think the, 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 the truth can't be ignored, and it doesn't matter how much she tries to walk it back. The more defensive she gets, the more she tries to reference Susanna Martinez or whatever the heck she wants to reference, it's only going to uh, show her being more defensive. She should not have even acknowledged it. She should have talked about programs. She did not. Uh, she's already tipped her hand, like, first eight minutes into the program. And that we're spending to have more police officers and give raises. Is That's the second time she mentioned give raises. Why do you have to buy people, Chick? Seriously. Is that how you get bought? Like, you are only talking about an issue... Because that's what works for you, right? If I told you uh, we're doing this and uh, this is what they like and it's because I like it. That's, you know, here's the thing. New Mexicans can be bought. Low information voters who are cheap, they can be bought. Give them free. They can be bought. Is available for raises statewide. That is just false. And in fact, in the last governor's administration, four more, 4,000 more individuals were released. He wants you to focus on the things that he can't do or build. How about the stats? He, he, it doesn't matter what he wants us to focus on. How about the fact that we're focused on a murder count? How about the fact that we're focused on, you know, being third in the country in terms of, and, and Mark, like you got to hit her with rankings. You've got to do it because it's already part of the lexicon. Even if it feels overplayed, you've got to continue to pound away at the. We're third in the country, second in the country. You got them like you've got to hit that. Okay, those are just easy high points because in a, a sixty minutes of time, you don't have a whole lot to work with. If we continue to make the investments, hold people accountable, and make sure that we're getting the public safety resources that we need, and quite frankly, working together. Mark is such a good-looking guy, Jim. Mm -hmm. He should never make a face. He should never wince. He needs to stare into the camera, and he should never look down. Yeah. Governor Ron Ketty, listen to me. <laughs> do not make a face. Do not grimace. Do not tip your hand. Do not do anything. Stare at her, period. Don't move, okay? And don't look down. You've got this. I have no doubt that violent offenders, including the enhanced penalties, get off our... Was that her voice shriveling? Ah! Including! Our streets. And those criminals get off our streets. Let's have a conversation about gun violence and guns on our streets, Mark. Blah, blah, blah. Gun control. Second Amendment. Uh, the guns are doing it, not the criminals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy win.
for Marco and Katie on question one. Let's go to question Gentlemen, two. I'm happy to have any discussion you would like. And it's funny that you say that, that I don't understand this because I haven't been to a legislative session. Okay, or you don't want to be disingenuous or smarmy. You don't want to come off as the sort of like the frat boy mentality. So get rid of that. Just direct her, uh, like, head up, heads up. Don't even address what she says. Just sort of clamp down on the stats that you've already reintroduced, even though you didn't on the previous question, people will believe you. Are you kidding me? Everybody in Albuquerque lives it, Governor. We live it. We live the crime every day. You don't have to go to the roundhouse because you guys don't have any crime in the roundhouse. Good. It's the exact reason that you're so out of touch with Good. the problems that we have. You blame fewer arrests on fewer cops when you make it easier to sue cops so we can't recruit them? You've got Bingo. to be kidding. Solid. We can do better than this. We can absolutely do better than this. And the fact of the matter Good. is, you say hold people accountable, you've done anything but you have a parole board that has a mantra. When you got let them out, drop. that's what they keep there doing. We've had enough, and this when isn't a partisan it, it, issue. You know, that's a takeaway for people, mm -hmm. so they get to walk away with that. That's just easy. Low-hanging fruit, great job, Mark Runkett. I'm very proud of that. Yep. When, in, when in doubt, let him out. People are going to walk away. It's like, yeah, that is her. That is them. Oh, I know plenty that. of All Democrats who look at this and say, we can do better than this. I know plenty of independents. All of us realize we have to change. But he can't be a 30-year politician that talks about going to the roundhouse as a solution. All right. Thank you both. So let's talk. A Was there a chuckle there? I thought I heard it. Yeah. Was that, did you not hear a chuckle? Did you hear that, Jim? I thought it was my chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about the pretrial detention of people accused of crimes. You have both expressed support for Amy. Okay, so there is zero chance that Mark can get any points on this, all right? This is making excuses. So this, will, I will only award a half point on this particular question. There's no way that Mark can come away with a full point win because this is misdirected. All he can do is handle and contain. This is something he should know going into this question that he cannot win. Increased pretrial detention. Different studies have suggested it might not make much of a difference. Oh, uh, liberal things, studies, make it smart. We've looked into this, da-da-da. Why do you think increased pretrial detentions would make a difference? And what is your specific plan to keep more people in jail as they await trial? Mark Ronchetti, you get to start here. Well, Matt, what we have to have is we have to have a presumption of detention. And what we have right now is we just continually turn people right back out on the street. And we have a bunch of different avenues where this is happening, and unfortunately, the governor has a role in every one of them. And as we look, not only at people being released by the governor's own pen, but... So that's a good point to uh, stop, say, how. You got to talk about the mechanism. You can't run over it, so... You know, this is why it's hard to answer this question. It's a tough one. By these soft on crime judges who continually use something called the Arnold tool, especially here in the metro boy. area, Good to work. turn people out. What is All right, talk about the Arnold tool. Is that, well, effectively, that's a tool that's used, and it's an equation they use. Got to look up. And they put some information into it, they put an offender into it, and they tell you whether they should be released or not. Well, in most cases, guess what? They say they should be released. And guess who is one of the governor's bigger benefactors? It is the person who came up with the Arnold tool, John Arnold. We have to take... Nobody knows who that is. Great points right up until the point where you discuss who the heck John Arnold is. You don't have 90 seconds to introduce this concept to people so that they understand. You need to give a hard example that everybody is well known. Period. Darian Bashir would be one of those guys. How he went out, shot at cops, and make her answer specifically for something for something that she cannot ha she doesn't have a defense on.
take this seriously. So we have to end the catch and release across the state of New Mexico. We have to also stiffen the penalties under our three strikes law and expand those penalties as well so that those that commit violent crime end up paying for it in due time behind bars here. But this governor has proven with the skyrocketing violent crime that she just doesn't take it seriously. You got to drill down specifically knowing that you can't win the question outright. And then I think too much soundbite uh, shows a little bit too much weakness. Let's see how she responds. Thank you, Mr. Ronchetti. Governor Lujan Grisham, your thoughts on pretrial detention? Well, first, uh, this notion that it's just this governor. We are going to hear a lot of uh, name throwing and name uh, throwing and finger and pointing. And she talks like Joe Biden. She can't even like enunciate a word. It's really outrageous. The root causes of crime have been an issue in this state for decades. And let's not forget that this is a state that eradicated all access to drug addiction and mental health services. Look, I actually think that the pretrial uh, or detention reform could make a difference here. And I'll tell you why. It, working for the federal system, it creates consistency. You don't have to use any discretionary aspects. And I'm going to keep fighting until we get that over the finish line. And that doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. This is the time to cram down on her and tell her about the victimization of the community at large because of the Arnold tool, period. And give her example by example by example of the people that has turned back out to re-victimize the entire community. The fact that I can point to any number of public safety investments is proof positive that I'm the most suited oh. and the most experienced candidate to get that done. And quite frankly, I'm a little offended oh, about this whole well, notion about me. Santa Fe uh, and uh, legislative work. It's complicated and hard, and I've demonstrated the ability to do You're that. Acting, I mean, honestly, she's acting like she's doing such a, such a difficult job. Sorry for uh, that. While she's doing such a difficult job, but she absolutely is not doing a difficult job. This is easy. It's open and shut, black, or, uh, black and white, but she's not treating it as that, and that's part of the problem can't get the simplest bills through to protect the people of this state. It's absolutely unbelievable. And the fact that you get offended over lawmakers getting their feelings hurt while families, families like the V-Hills who lost Jacqueline V-Hill in her driveway to someone who comes up and just shoots her randomly. Oh, yep. The families all across this city that watch us go more. through year after year of record more. homicides. The families across this city who have had enough of the property crime. It's so bad that many people don't even bother reporting it anymore because they know how overwhelmed our police officers are and if we're thinking about trying to help that and recruit more police officers you've targeted them and made it easier to be a criminal than to be a cop it's enough all right uh, back in three you and me and mark ronchetti and michelle luhan grisham here in the kiva all right good job rudy out at uh, monty cigar shop let's continue with the rest of mark ronchetti's answer here with jim hammond don't forget to join us uh, tomorrow for the spirits of new mexico in the AM. Welcome back, Jim. Glad that you're here. Thanks. Uh, it is, it is, it's good. All right, let's continue. And when you look at all of this, and you look at the problems, this is what a life in politics does. You sit around a table with pointy-headed people that tell you emptying the prisons are going to make things safer. We are absolute proof that that is not true. And Governor Rebuttal. Okay. Um, unbelievable. Look, these are serious issues that require serious solutions, and it's not just one bail reform, which I'm sure my opponent had never heard of until he decided to run for governor. Yeah, that's not These condescending. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you right now, I think that is just an overall insult 
to treat somebody's intelligence like it's beneath yours, not even respecting your opponent. Good response. I uh, would actually approve of Mark's look back at her uh, with the way that she treated him. And it just shows who she is. Officers to arrest people, to attack crime, and not having enough DAs to actually prosecute crime are a huge issue in our communities. Here's what his government plan is. A 35% across the board... Cut- so I'm going to award the half point to Mark Ronchetti based upon the fact that she is shaken emotionally and she is again validating him and his plan. Mark, stop the faces. But do you know what 85% of the budget is? Public safety, health care, education. How many fewer police officers? How many reductions in pay? How many fallen officers aren't going to have the best benefits in America because you've decided that you believe that what you call government folks who work tirelessly every day, including, by the way, public uh, police officers are public servants. You tell a police officer who's getting the raises and the respect and the training and the safety that they deserve, that they're not respected today in the state of New Mexico. Governor, thank you. We want to move now on to abortion. Excuse me, the governor just... Wait, wait, when does the crime... Yeah, he uttered her name. Good job on calling her out on the rules, Mark. Uh, It looks like he's coming back on this. I don't know if he is. But uh, for her, the response appears to be, Jim, a constant reference to how much police officers are making as if by paying the police officers more, you have less crime. Is that what you're hearing? It's, well, it hasn't worked so far, but, uh, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing yep. a direct correlation between the payment for officers and then this. Mr. Ronchetti, we agreed to these, to these rules. Well, yeah. Okay. And we will have time later for rebuttals. We do uh, want to get in as many cheating. questions as possible. Because- uh, 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 quarter point advance for Mark Ronchetti, 1.75 to zero. Media bias will, uh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, punching underneath the belt there. If you, <laughs> you deduct a half point, I'm going to award a quarter point there. 1.75 to zero. We want to talk about abortion, another hot topic for a lot Oh, of okay. So this is not a hot topic. This is a hot topic of the media, hot topic of the Democrats. Uh, media bias here. So I think there's two questions of media bias because one, people don't know anything about. Second is abortion. The first one, crime, straight up. Yeah, you gave them that, but uh, I'll tell you, not a good look for KOB here with their bias. You're showing your bias, KOB. Since the U.S. Supreme Court's June decision, abortion has become an important issue in this race. So please articulate your position on abortion restrictions, if any, and explain what legislation you would propose when it comes to reproductive rights or abortion. And Governor, you'll go first. Well, let's be clear. If Mark Ronchetti was governor today, abortion would be illegal in the state of New Mexico. But because I'm governor, abortion is legal in the Because you're not Catholic and because you're not Christian, you will advance, you will continue to advance late-term abortion right up until the time of birth. State of New Mexico. Just a year ago, I repealed a ban on abortion right here in our state. During his primary, when he was debating, regulating abortion at all stages, he was literally dancing on the grave of Roe v. Wade. You look on his website today, can't really see what he was saying in the primary. He's flip-flopped more on this issue than the weather changes right here oh, in Mexico. Did she rehearse that? That is lame. Oh, I'm sure. That is so lame. That's, it carries nothing. I'm not even biased, but I didn't even feel the impact of that. 
What are you, what are you, what are you punching at this? Terrible. Let me be clear. As Please. long as I'm governor, a uh -huh. woman's constitutional right to privacy to make her own highly, deeply personal decisions. A woman isn't even a woman anymore, in, right, in the state of New Mexico, as far as uh, Michelle Owen Grisham is concerned. About her health care and her families will stay legal. He's playing right out. Can't have a family, lady, if you don't have children, FYI. Just... Just a little uh, obvious point there, Michelle Hungersham. Of the Republican playbook nationally. Say anything to get elected, but work towards a national ban. Sound bites. All sound bites. Thank you, Governor. Mr. Ron Ketty, your yeah. answer. Now, my, my opinion on this and my beliefs on this have never changed. I am pro-life, and I think we okay. need to end late-term abortion Solid. in the state of Solid. New Mexico. Okay. If you look at where the governor's position is on this, there are countries that have the governor's extreme position of abortion up to birth. They're China and they're North Korea. Oh! And to me, that is extreme. And so here's what I've said. That, that is kind of awesome. Mm. I'm really happy about that answer. How about yep. you, Jim? Oh, I like that. Uh, that is really good. Not a boy, Mark. I like that. That's here's what I'll continue to say. Yeah. This is a Keep very personal issue for so many people in the state of New Mexico, and no politician should make it for you. Wow. The governor also wants to good. make it for you. In fact, she appropriated $10 million for a late-term abortion nice clinic job, in buddy. Las Cruces to service Texas. I just think that's an overstep, and I think we need to bring it to you, the people. So here's what I think we should do. Yeah, I think I'm, we should I'm not on board with this part. Okay, We don't need a referendum on life, whether or not something's life. <laughs> no. should have a constitutional amendment I get put on what the you're ballot that's laid out by the legislature, nope. and they should have a chance to write it up, and then everybody in the state of New Mexico should be able to vote on it and come up with It almost feels defensive, right, Jim, if you're having to, like, say to the people, hey, we're going to send it to a vote about it's whether or not... It's a big emotional issue. So yeah, you don't need to. Like, you, you, you would probably better to, like, I defer the rest of my time for her to talk herself into a corner about how incredibly stupid she is. Like, you don't need to come up with this solution... The solution for abortion is for people not to have out-of-wedlock pregnancies. That, that, that's the solution for people having people who value each other enough to want to be there for the family, for the relationship, for the kid. Now, I, that's the basic institution, and leave it there. I wouldn't even say anything beyond that, Mark something that fits our shared values. I don't think any politician should walk right in and start telling Beautiful. you exactly how this should work. Beautiful. And so that's why I think it's most important that the most people have a voice. Yeah, I don't, Mr. Ronchetti, thank you, thing. Governor. That's Additional not the solution thoughts on the other side. But okay, good job. constitutional amendment. I mean, listen to that. i got to rewind that right there. Just listen to it. Listen to her, her nasally. Listen to the response. What? I don't think any politician should walk right in and start telling you exactly how this should work. And so that's why I think it's most important that the Listen most this, people Jim. have a voice. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. Governor, additional thoughts here? Look, a constitutional amendment <clears throat> that he's proposing is a ban on abortion. He wants other people to vote. Mark Ronchetti wants to vote about a deeply personal decision that I may or may not have to make. Abortions later in pregnancy are extreme medical emergencies. Should I replay that? I want you to understand the governor's position on this. I want you to listen carefully. She's calling late-term abortion extreme medical emergencies. Let me replay this. This is this is disturbing right on down to the court. Just listen to this. This is this is like evil. This is like Satan speaking. 
When you hear somebody saying that it's an extreme medical emergency when it's anything but, the child would not have developed to its 25th, 30th, 35th week if there was an extreme medical emergency. That I may or may not have to make. Listen to this. Abortions later in pregnancy are extreme medical emergencies. Wow. I, in my first pregnancy, had an extreme medical emergency and I was lucky. The medical advancements... Wait, wait, you just validated everything Mark Ronchetti said. You basically said you stuck with it, you had your firstborn, she's happy that you had it, it was a medical emergency, and you stuck with it, and look what happened, you're better for it. You have grandchildren and everything else. Today, don't make you have to wait that long, and thank God I didn't have to make a decision about whether or not I could have a baby. Yeah, because of uh, Roe v. Wade, was your daughter born pre-72? I, I have no idea how old you are. Maybe, or have my own life saved. A constitutional amendment is so that he can decide whether or not you have any access to your own or right to make your own health care decisions. And where have we seen this play out before? Republicans say one thing when they want to be elected and do another blah, blah, blah. when they're actually elected Sound or right. appointed. Who remembers Brett Kavanaugh in his confirmation hearings? Yesterday. The U.S. Supreme Court Justice said, Roe v. Right, Wade has established Give law and would never do anything to take away a constitutional right. As a Trump justice, he did just that. Governor, thank Nobody you for that. your response. No, it's, it, it's very clear in this particular situation, and, and I think when you look at where we are, let's talk about when we occasionally see something go to the voters and they get an opportunity to vote on it. The governor was okay when she brought pay raises to the legislature, to the voters. Okay. She thought that was important and, and we should include that. All right, I like the way he's backing that up. We'll uh, hit hour two. You and me, Mark Ronchetti and Michelle Lujan Grisham here in the Kiva. That's on Cemetery, just west of Butch North of Comanche. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm EM1600KIVABQ.FMRockOfTalk.com. Hour 2 coming at you on a Friday afternoon here in the Kiva Roku TV, Amazon Fire. Apple TV, not today. No, no TV. I cannot rebroadcast this stuff on a visual media because it is KOB, our partners at KOB Channel 4. Don't forget, you can uh, podcast this on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as Audible. Call the Audible. Uh, that is the best way to go. And, of course, uh, you can go ahead and download our apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and, of course, rockoftalk.news and .chat as well. We've got uh, Jim, who has returned from hiatus from vacay. No, he was, uh, he's back with the Spirits of New Mexico. I'm glad that we're going to be sampling the naked wines. It's going to be fun for Jim and I to go ahead and... Uh, Jim and I, for uh, all you astrologists, not Gemini, but Jim and I, right, uh, Jim? I'm excited <laughs> about that. Oh yeah, we were we're we're, we're going to get naked with wines. Wow! Whoa! It's oh, no, Friday, folks. It's naked wine. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jim and I have been friends for uh, we're going on a decade. Let's continue with this debate. Uh, Two point seven five for Ron Ketty to zero for Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, you know, here's the thing. When you are, when you hold the belt, when you, when ew, heavy is the crown, when you, when you, when you are wearing, right, the, the, the fact that you are the governor, no reason to punch down. You don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to defend yourself. And Mark is doing a pretty decent job. I'd say, you know, I'm in the old school. They have this new grading system. I don't know what's going on there, but I don't know. My, my grade system is zero to a hundred. I'd give Mark about an 85, maybe. Michelle Lujan Grisham is probably somewhere in the, uh, whoa, high 50s, low 60s. Not doing good. Um, 
She does not uh, look confident uh, on TV. So uh, there it is, just knowing that Ronchetti's getting to her. I've been getting to her for four years. This must be what she looks like each and every day when she hears my voice. Let's continue here. Ron Ketty and Michelle Luhan Grisham. But this issue, abortion, a sensitive issue, there's no question about that, a very personal issue. No, that one we can't actually let you vote on. And this fits the playbook that she's been operating out of for a long time. When she shut down schools, did you have a voice in that? No. When she shut down small businesses and we had lines in like front this. of Walmart, did you have a voice on that? Like this. When oh, she look, she room- pulls it. She whips out the pen. Oh, she whips out the pen. What? Yeah, I got to defend myself here. Nice. This is good. Good coat. I love this. Least violent criminals back out onto the streets. Did you have a voice in that? No. So then we get into abortion. And here we go again. No voice for you. She'll decide for you. I just have a different approach. Do I give this guy an extra quarter point on that? Right? That, that's I the, think so. The, I think so, right? And three gets three nil. I mean... That when you're you're just hitting it one more time to make sure the hammer's in there, this is good. Out of the box thinking, nice job there, Mark Ronke. Three zero, uh, Michelle. Uh, let's uh, let's see how you respond. Mark, thank you. We want to take a little bit of extra time with this. Thirty seconds each for you both, <laughs> Governor. Your response. Kob just can't stop kissing her ass. Uh, it's not like it's in the rules. It's just that we want to take a little bit of extra time with this. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Again, the fact that anyone should get to vote about my personal health care decision is quite frankly outrageous. How is that outrageous? Should be a pretty easy decision. I think uh, we like voting for anything. I mean, whatever it happens to be. That's a, I thought our democracy was threatened, was it not? I think, I think I'm pretty sure it was. And to compare that to legislative pay raises or any other issue that yeah, on a referendum that. can yeah. provide guidance or actual decision making, what else are you going to decide for me? <laughs> Women don't have this. I don't know. Are we, like, did Mark, uh, Ron Kenny just get elected governor? What else are you going to decide? Nothing says failure quite like that. Like, you... you she does not, that look on his face, I'm not happy with. You don't need to do that. Like, don't scowl. Just keep it, just keep grinning. Can you imagine how much he might be getting to her if just he keeps smiling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, right? Like, you know how it is with, anyway. Same rights. If any voter in New Mexico, including men like Mark Ronchetti, can make Ooh. that. Oh, ow. Manny, you're married to this woman. This woman, does she talk to you like that in the kitchen? Men like you, Manny. Mm. With men like you around here, Manny. Like that's her new husband, right? It's like, I, my wife, she works so hard. I go to, when I leave the mechanic shop, I visit her up in Santa Fe. And she works so hard, she doesn't take a break. With men like you, Manny, you're supposed to support me. Oh, my God. Wow. Just did, did, did the whole world miss that? I never heard all week anybody talk about that. I got to hear that again. For me, women don't have the same women. rights. If any voter I in New Mexico, woman. including me men like Mark Ronchetti, can make that decision wow. for me. We're going back, including go men back. like Mark Ronchetti, can make that decision. If any voter in New Mexico, including men like Mark Ronchetti, same rights. If any voter in New Mexico, including men like Mark Ronchetti, same rights. If any voter in New Mexico, including men like Mark Ronchetti, same rights. If any voter in New Mexico, oh, folks, including that, that, men like Mark Ronchetti. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Did oh, you see a, that? Oh, yeah. I, well, I would like to see This it is as well someone as who's absolutely bugged. Wow. 
Woo! We're 20 minutes in, lady. A third in, and you are losing your co- your collective S. Can make that decision for wow. me. We're going back to further back than the 1950s. It's outrageous. Governor, thank you. Mr. Outrageous. I'm not deciding anything for you. I think you should vote on it. Short, sweet, and easy. Uh, men like you. All right, thank you. I Our don't next- need someone to vote on whether or not I can make oh, it. Oh, she couldn't shut her pile. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Jim, go ahead. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. I'm doing the California quake in the end zone here. Butch Johnson, 1986. I, I don't need to be doing this. It's bad. about my own health care. <laughs> I'm sorry. We fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's right. Uh, wow. Controllers. Remember, the chortling does never help you. Getting emotional never helps you. If you don't know what chortling is, look it up. Um, it's pretty funny what I just described. Thank you, Matt. Our next topic is the Matt. cost of living. Oh, Just like go. everywhere finally, else across the whole... Uh, four questions in, and we finally get we get two questions, evening it out. Yeah, um, uh, I got to tell you, the first question was fair. The next two were not. And we're getting into something that applies to every man, woman, child in the state of New Mexico. Cost of living, no doubt, is a real issue. Inflation is a real issue. So I'm happy to hear this. ...than it did in recent years. Regular people who yep. don't qualify maybe for public... What's a regular person? that's not condescending hey yeah he's a regular joe why because he doesn't make any money he just makes regular money not like we got to stop doing that assistants are having to stretch their dollars further for housing to buy food and everything else what can you do as governor to make it easier to afford life in new mexico and mark ronchetti you have the first crack on this one well we have an economic plan on this matt that we have on our website we'd love for you to check it out it's an eight-point plan but if you make more than twenty-four thousand dollars a year in the state of new mexico whether it's your small business or you personally you pay the second highest tax rate in the state that has to change so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to cut taxes for working families. Anybody that makes under $100,000 a year, small business or in your household, will see their overall income taxes cut by 50%. That money needs to go into your pocket so you can provide for your families. What I don't know if I'm on board with this, but we'll let them go. We're also proposing is an oil and gas revenue program for every single New Mexican every single year. What that means is for every billion dollars that the state takes in, each New Mexican gets $100. And it looks like we could be seeing revenue numbers around $8 billion over the next couple of years. Hey, that's pretty good. That yeah. sound, sounds good. I mean, I don't know anything about how much money oil and gas is doing, but... I- Sounds good. Years, that would mean a family of four would get $3,200, and that can help you get where you need. Oh, he's talking about every man, woman, and child for that. That's interesting. Okay. Life is short, and yeah. if we spend oh. our time... Su- All right, well, let me continue here. We'll pick it up yeah, there. Well, he's covering families as yeah. the integral unit. I, I got to hear the rest of this. Governor has a different approach. There's no doubt. She's grown government 40% in her four years. She has never, ever taken seriously cutting taxes and helping working families out. So as we look at where we are right now, she cut taxes about, what, one-eighth of 1% on the gross receipts tax, threw out a one-time benefit. Mr. We need benefits every single year. Time is up. All right, Governor, same question to you. All right, so again, uh, my record isn't being accurately described by my opponent. We've proposed and delivered record tax relief. But first, let's take a moment. Look, inflation does... All right, this is the time where you want to probably want to talk about your record and um, record tax relief, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's make it tough for families. Food, gas, utilities, housing, which is why we've provided... Food, more expensive. Gas, more expensive. Utilities, green new energy deal. 
Housing, well, you're not building any more new housing, so you fail on all four of those easily. I did more than a billion dollars in direct relief to New Mexico families. Nobody's looking for a handout at this time. And apparently people in New Mexico don't work hard. They're just waiting for the check in the mail. That is insulting, Michelle Hohen Grisham. $1,500 for families just this summer. So he says he proposes it. I already did it. The gross receipts tax he's talking about helps small business first tax relief on gross receipts in more than 40 years. We've also lowered taxes uh, for Social Security beneficiaries, for veterans, and the working families tax credit that he wants to engage in did it. Twice. We've done that more than any other governor in the last several generations of governors, and more is coming. The child tax credit. All of those, New Mexico's the only place in America where that's been extended. Don't tell me about taking my own plan for supporting New Mexicans and that you'll deliver that in a Democratic legislature. Okay, so this is her first response that is decent. Would you agree, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Uh, short declarative sentences. She issues a number of things that she's done. And, um, yeah, I wasn't terribly excited about the first part of his answer. So, uh, the next debate, Mark's going to have to get stronger on this. I mean, this is kind of split right up the middle so far, even though I know what I choose, but I don't know enough about it. I like his proposal for a billion per hundred bucks. That's fine. But I don't know enough for that to actually work. We're going to check on weather and traffic here in just a moment. Uh, Jim, your quick 20-second take. Go ahead. Um, between the two of them? Well, on this answer. Oh, on, on this particular answer. I, th- I think Mark needs to work more on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, cost and, of living. And, and, and uh, yeah, the cost of living, all the rest of that. I, I mean, yeah, these are the government's basic take has always been throw more money at it. Yep. Especially if it's something that uh, we're going to make a, a change here. Let's check so on that, traffic really so quick, really quick. Business are going to be really wrecked. And then, and, and then we'll throw money on it to help them out. After we've already screwed them over, we're going to give them some money back. All right. Let's check uh, on traffic very, very quickly. Governor, thank you, Mr. Ronchetti. Uh, more thoughts here. And I think I would ask everyone watching tonight, and the governor talks about these big, huge tax breaks you've gotten. Have you felt it? Have you felt it in your bottom line? Bravo. Do you look at the junction? Nice. Yes. I can afford what I need to afford. I can afford gasoline at $4 a gallon because of terrible Good environmental work. policy yep. and policy by Joe Biden. Can I afford the additional costs that we have at the grocery store because we have skyrocketing inflation thanks to all the governor's tax cuts? It's just ridiculous. I mean, at this point, working families are being crushed and small businesses are being crushed. During COVID, we lost 40% of our small businesses because of the way this governor operated and because she did not listen to the voices of the people of this state. So to bring them back, we are going to have the largest small business tax cut in the history of the state. We're going to cut gross receipts every year in office here. That's Mm. one of the big things that stops investment in the state. Uh, we're one of two states that has gross receipts tax. I don't even know why the heck we have it. Yeah. New Mexico, and this governor does it once and goes an eighth of a point or maybe a quarter point if you add it all together and says, look at all the great things I've done. Unfortunately, those aren't enough, and they're not getting things done for working families, and so we will. Governor, your thoughts on that? 60 well, seconds. Uh, thank you. Inflation isn't something that a governor control, but a governor can make the investments. Uh, well, technically it is because you received, uh, $27 billion, uh, inserting that into an economy that isn't growing, making everything cost more, giving more cash in people's pockets without them working for it is exactly what inflation is, Governor. 
My opponent is describing investments we've already made. More than a billion and a half okay. to business. Okay. A billion directly to taxpayers. Okay. I guess he doesn't remember April 20th, 2020, when oil and gas went to negative $37 a barrel. Mm -hmm. What kind of tax relief and support or direct investments would you make then if you'd hitch your wagon to a volatile can we go back to uh, April 24th, uh, 2019, when you uh, approved the Energy Transition Act? How about, can, we, can we do that? Yeah. You made those oil and gas companies let them know that they had no longer had a future past 2045, Michelle Luan Grisham. One. One only economic plan. You can't do it. We're delivering. The Mexicans are paying too much. We are doing rental right. assistance, affordable housing. We've reduced and taken away co-pays on mental health services. We're reducing the cost of health care. We're only We're mental because you have made us this way. Money directly back into your bank account. And by the way, gas is about $3.63. Wait, did she just say gas is about $3.63? Like that's a good thing? Are you an idiot? Are you totally stupid and out of touch? Do you know what it was when uh, Joe Biden inherited the economy? Please tell me you have a response here, Mark. All right, thank you. We have now arrived at our agreed upon break. We will continue the second oh, half of the debate in just a few minutes. We'll see you then. Hello, we have uh, agreed upon our break, and here we are. Welcome back to our 2022 gubernatorial debate. Hey, and tonight we are hearing for Tessa. the first time on the same stage. Do you remember when I did my debate? Did you enjoy that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We kicked their ass, right? It was good. I loved listening to it. <laughs> I should probably, you should play it for me again. <laughs> Just rest, rise my spirits. From the Republican and Democratic candidates for governor and their visions for New Mexico's future. Incumbent Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham and Republican challenger Mark Ronchetti are joining us tonight right here on KOB 3.75 to a quarter point. I give her a, wait, wait, half point. She has a half point. So 3.5 to uh, uh, 0.5. We will now be talking about our state budget. Oh, this is We've where seen she is, record huh? budget surpluses in recent Wait, all sorts of money, giveaways? What could we possibly do? Recent years. So what is the best way to handle state budget surpluses? And why Give do you think film. that approach is best Give it to Alec New Baldwin. Mexico? Governor, you're first. Come on, Governor. Well, I also want to really talk about, and thank you. Uh, can you answer a question instead of, decide what you want to talk about for the question tessa that there you've heard a lot tonight about growing state government and these huge budgets which quite frankly we have money because our economic plan is more than working it's no it's because there's 6.5 trillion dollar in covid money and an additional 1.9 trillion dollar in covid money and they gave you 27 billion dollars there's no economic plan involved with that lady leading the country top four in the nation for economic and employment growth just comparing this year to last that's a perfect time where you better know what you're talking about calling her out on her bs sure but using today's dollars new mexico's just now spending in the key categories public safety education and healthcare, 85 percent of the budget what we were spending 16 years ago in these record surpluses Ooh. i'm dedicated to doing the following things one continue to put money into savings i would do at least a quarter of that that could be a billion uh, in addition additional rebates for new mexicans i want to make sure that we're investing in hate in uh, health care and so when all your taxes are due and uh, they come after you and say, hey, you're not paying your taxes. Remember, Michelle Lujan Grisham has a billion dollars in savings. <laughs> Jim, just letting you know.
Mm-hmm. When when they when they say you're not paying enough, you're not paying your fair share. She's 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 uh she's camping on one billion dollars in savings a year. What do you think about that? Right. One billion. One billion dollars in savings. She just got that. Yeah, mm. it's in the couch cushions. And in mental health, particularly, and I want more money for affordable housing, public safety, and education, particularly on the front end. These are like hot buttons that are just numb anymore. Nobody even cares about what she's saying. Like, mental, how many times can you say mental health? And like, is that something that people really care that much about? Thank you, Governor. Mr. Ronchetti, your response. Yeah, I think what we have to start to look at here is a few different things. There are obviously obligations that the state has that we need to continue to meet, and we can absolutely do that. But Mm -hmm. also, this state government has never been bigger, and it's never been richer. And what I would ask you again is, in your own family... Numbers. Numbers. How is that playing? Is it benefiting you? So I think we need to make sure that we have the right balance. And the governor and I disagree on this just a little bit. And I think when she came into office, she inherited a $2 billion surplus. So as, as much as she'd seen extra money over the past few years, thanks to massive oil and gas revenue, she came in in a very good position when Governor Martinez left. So what we have to do now is twofold. We- no reason for you, Mark Ronchetti, to bring up another politician's name. Let her bring up your name. That gives you more strength. We have to invest in small businesses across New Mexico. They've been getting crushed. You look at the tax structure in this state. You look at how difficult it is for them to operate. We need to help them. That's why we're proposing the largest tax cut for small businesses in the history of the state of New Mexico. And we need to put money back in your pocket. These are unprecedented times with inflation. And we need help to get to the end of the month. We have the money to do both, and we should. Governor Lujan Grisham, you have another minute on this. I'm not getting much specifics here. Does it sound wishy-washy to you, Jim, a little? uh, Yeah, a a little bit more specific. Like, aren't you wanting, like, a a plan or something specific here? Yeah. I I was. I thought the response was good. I liked where it was going, but it fell flat. In a recession far longer than any other state in America because there were no investments in diversifying and strengthening the economy. He keeps telling you that this is the biggest budget ever. That's just frankly not true. And I don't know where that $2 billion was. I can't tell you. Wow. It was on the front page. I think you can find it at Joe Monahan at JoeMonahan.com. Like, to not realize that Michelle, excuse me, that Susanna Martinez handed you, Michelle Lujan Grisham, Two billion dollars. I think that is an insult. You're that's moronic. Up to forty percent vacancy rates in critical services across government, including a lawsuit about not having sufficient funding to support minority children, frankly, all children in our public education system. These record revenues are because Propaganda. our economic policies work. And how do they work? We're investing directly into small businesses. We have three hundred plus more restaurants today than when I took office and uh, lie too. Uh, uh, have you been up and down Knob Hill there, uh, Jim? <laughs> we have 300 more restaurants now than we did four years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, it's how you know, stupid must I be to believe that crap? Yeah, I mean, a year or two ago, they they could have been growing, but then they were after I, I you know, Why, Robert's you worked with that? the Restaurant like, Association and the uh, the the state for a lot of restaurants. If there's 300 new restaurants, they probably replaced 300 that went under. Yeah, uh, we all know that this is this is terrible. After the pandemic, we have more small businesses moving to New Mexico than ever before, and we add. 
Uh, lie three. Uh, more small businesses aren't moving here, idiot. They're moving to the state of Texas. They're going to Utah, and they're going to Florida. We have a mass exodus of people out of the state of New Mexico. I, like, how long are you going to let this woman continue to rifle off her lies? We're 30 minutes into this, and she's getting more confident, believing more of her crap. Jobs during mm. the pandemic than the last administration did in four years. This is not a comparison between you and the previous administration. This is you in your current four years and where you're at. We're doing economic investments that are targeted to small businesses. We're providing employee and employee training and support to small businesses. We don't need government to train our employees. Like, that's idiotic. That, that's totally stupid. I wouldn't you want them training want? my people. Right? Any workforce. And how are they going to get that? Because they now have free <clears throat> tuition college for workers. And free. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, this is why you have to hit her and hit her as hard as you possibly can on each of those points. You've got to be able to rifle off these points immediately. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. All right. Good job, Rudy. Uh, no music, no anything. We are live. I'll read your text. Uh, I got Murder Mike uh, here in studio. Murder Mike, how are you, sir? Very well, Eddie. I'm doing pretty nice. Uh, how are you enjoying that uh, commentary on the debate from a week ago? We gotta, we gotta get as much bounce as we can. Then I'll do the other one a week after that. There you go. Someone will tell me you've got to cease and desist. I'm, I'm giving uh, KOB Channel Four all sorts of kudos. Still working on your, uh, your monitor, your crime monitor. I'm not getting it, but yeah. Well, know. that's a. Uh, what do you call it? A work in progress kind of thing. So I, I don't, I don't know going. that's coming. So talking to the powers that be. We're so. going, we're going in all directions. We're doing what we can to get the news out to the people that matter. Oh, you're sweet. Uh, Jim Hammond here as well. Jim, how are you? Right. That, 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 yep. yep. He's good. All right, here we go. Governor, thank you. Mark, you have a minute here. Governor, this is where I would argue again that you're out of touch with the people of your own state. When you look at where we are, you've even said cities are booming and rural communities are thriving. But if you actually go to those communities and you talk to small business owners, they've been devastated by where we are and they don't see the investments that you talk about. You have a blizzard of programs, but when it comes down to actually helping people on the ground, the results are scant if they're there at all. So what we have to be able to do is begin to stand up with real programs that help small businesses mm. cut our gross receipts tax every year. If you talk to small business owners, what they'll tell you is that's one of the biggest impediments they deal with. We also have to make... Unless he gets down to specifics, he loses these answers. Mm -hmm. that, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. 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 yeah he's got to get down to specifics. And I wouldn't even take what she's selling, Mark. What I would do is I would just... At, at this point, once she's adopted your positions, which she basically is you know, uh, with this false, you know, outrage that she has, then you hit her back on each of her points and repeat them all back to her and where she's failed. And you got to be able to do that, you know, on the fly and to be able to think on your feet. Make sure that we are cutting rates on those small business owners as well. And again, the oil and gas revenue that we have, not all of it goes to one place clearly, but it can be there to help families that desperately need it as well. Yeah, you can't dilly-dally. You got to just hit her straight back. Oh, I think that'd be better. And we also have to invest in vocational training across the state here. We haven't done enough of that. Too often our vocational training schools are run off of grants. That's year to year. It is not a long-term investment. So there are a lot of things we can do. But unfortunately, Governor, a lot of your programs are not making a difference for people on the ground. Thank you, Mr. Ronchetti. We are actually going to pick it up from there. Our next topic is education. 
New Mexico's education system ranks at or near the bottom nationally. Recently, our public education department revealed our students are even more behind with only one in three students proficient in reading and science and one in four proficient in early literacy and math. Education leaders have said to us many of the moves we made might not pay off for possibly another decade as we work out in the pandemic. Where can we make the most gains the fastest and what is your plan to do? So I'm going to go three and a half to one on that. Uh, based upon the responses I'm getting, I'll read responses as well. Do so, and Mr. Ronchetti, you begin here. Yeah, Matt, let's start with reading. I think that's where we've got to go first. Every piece of research that you do and that we know about what education says, if kids can read to proficiency by third grade, they're going to be much more likely to graduate high school. So what we're proposing is this $1,500 stipend for first through fourth graders. For every one of them that is reading below grade level, we will invest in them for extra tutors. Scrap that. You get. You can't do this. This whole thing about throwing more money at education fair. I think it's a bad, bad idea. What do you think, Jim? <laughs> well, we're talking about restructuring for forty-seven years now, and uh, I am appalled with our public education system. Uh, a bit beyond appalled. Uh, yeah. I won't even tell you how bad I really think about it. But uh, fundamentally, you need to change it, and it can't be government-driven. It right. really shouldn't be. It should be student-driven. And the teacher driven, it's the administrators and the government, and then and they screw it up. The they yep. they misappropriate the funds in every case that they do. They don't do uh, a lot of what they really need to do for the kids. Yep, structural changes, uh, no doubt about it. Throwing more money at a current system is not going to work and get them up to where they need to be. Right now, the numbers are differing in some spots, but many areas now it looks like it's 27% that can read to proficiency. That number is dangerous. Yeah, so we can't just keep talking about the problem that we already know already exists. When you're 51st, you either have a recommendation or you don't move forward. That's the only thing I would say on this. Really low for our kids. So we're going to invest in that. And we're also going to invest in catching our kids up. We should have had summer learning programs this past summer all across the state of New Mexico. Yeah, that's good. Unfortunately, the governor didn't do that, and it was a huge missed opportunity. Okay. Yeah, good initiative. I think that'd be good to catch up. I think that's, uh, I, li I like that a lot. I think that's really good, and it shows... You know, I think it shows a huge level of desire and the fact that she did not have anything to catch up or even acknowledge that after the scores came out, I think that that's huge. We need to continue to invest in kids so they can finally catch up here. And we have to make sure that we are allowing teachers to get help in the classroom. But more money for the teachers is a great start, but too many teachers go into a classroom with 32 kids and they don't have an ability to make the difference that they could. We need to invest the money in smaller class sizes. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. Governor, you may respond. Well, I appreciate the support for education policies by my opponent. In fact, we do need smaller class sizes. You can't defund education on the front end and then expect I to have I don't know that he said that, I think. So he's got to take that as a note. He never said anything about defunding it. First thing he said, if I'm not mistaken, I think both of you guys can say, is throwing $1,500 at each student to catch them up. Did, did he not say that? He did. Okay. Right. The outcomes that we deserve, our kiddos deserve on the back end. So now that we have smaller class sizes, we've added more than 350 educators just this year. We have the highest paid public school educators in the Southwest. Uh, and more are coming. Smaller class sizes. and She's all about throwing pay at people. Throw money. All she wants to do is keep throwing money at a problem that she already obviously knows it hasn't worked. It's weird, right? Yeah, I understand it. Yeah, I'm with you.
more time in the classroom, which is something else that we're funding. This broad investment, I really do think pays off. I disagree that it takes a decade, but I do agree it is not an overnight effort. We have a mandatory literacy program in every single elementary school in the state. That is new. That's what we did over the summer. We did it actually over the last semester, really working to make sure kids have the tools that they need. And the game changer, pre-K, universal. Uh, Every three and four year old has access to quality pre-K in the state of New Mexico. When we look at where we are with education, it's clear what's happened here. Because our kids sat out of school the sixth most days of any state in the country. Good was stat. Ah, oh, drive that home. That's so solid. Is that not solid? That's mm -hmm. solid. Right that is that money. Did you guys know that? It was right on the money. Right on the money. That's what you got. That's where you got to go. It's sat out of school the sixth most days of any state in the country. It was absolutely devastating because yep. we're 51st in education. That was a terrible miss by the governor, and we're still paying for Good. it today. And we're likely to continue to pay for it. And, you know, when you look at where things are in a broader sense here, we are having trouble catching our kids up. So we obviously have to continue Reiterate. to invest in that. But when you look at why. Okay, that's when you say $1,500 again. Repeat what you said so she can't take it away. We did all this through COVID and where we sit right now. We're sixth in death in the country. It didn't work. And now we have kids that are struggling because of it here. So we need to, of course. In I think he got lost on the answer. He bounced outside of uh, education, mm -hmm. right? Would you say, is that is that fair? Kind of a transition from education to yeah, COVID. Yeah, to COVID. I don't think that was necessary. I think he needed to focus on his plan. He should have gone back to $1,500 per student, catching him up. And then just talking about how what she's saying is wrong. Invest more in our mental health for our children. We have 76 child psychiatrists across the state of New Mexico. We can't that get them a, to show up and help our kids because we've made it so difficult for doctors to practice Nobody here. Cares. There's a lot of things at work here, but investing Stay in our in education is critical. And doing the same old things we've done over the past four years has led to a slide in results, not improvement. All right, uh, 4.25 to 1 is where we are currently. Mark Ronchetti, Michelle Lujan Grisham, 35 minutes into a 56-minute conversation Governor, about the future of New Mexico. You have another minute. Well, my opponent wants to pretend that there was not a deadly global pandemic, and in fact, Arizona and Texas, our neighbors, saw far higher per capita deaths. We also have the sickest... That's the problem with expanding outside the question, is it not? <laughs> Absolutely. When you expand outside the question, you give her an opportunity to slide out of the thing that she needs to be accountable for. Like classic debate tactic. Let me defer over here to this other thing. Population per capita in terms of chronic diseases that this virus caused higher mortality rates in the country. We led the country in testing per capita. We led the country in getting personal protective equipment. We led the country in vaccines. We led the country in vaccines to uh, minority communities. And today, our sovereign nations are the highest vaccinated populations as a collective in the world. Let's not pretend that. Most of our kids, more than anyone in the country per capita, are living with grandparents who are most at risk. I protected teachers. I protected kiddos. 2,000 kids in, in New Mexico today don't have parents because of COVID. So let's not Oh my God. Hyperbolic much? That is crazy. Mm. She, can't she can't prove something and it sounds as everybody who went through something must be right. And when she gets to throw out that, that's a freebie and she knows that. Like she's just a bold-faced lie and she has no idea how to back that up and she doesn't need to. How are you going to challenge her on it? 
pretend that this was easy or that we just did this because it was politically expedient. If we'd had a president, Trump, who took COVID Oh, nice. Thank you. COVID seriously and education serious, we would be in a different position. So what have we done? We've stayed the course. We're investing now. It will, in fact, make the differences that we need. Low information voters will love termites. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, but no, we'll keep it here. I'm going to run through this. Governor, thank you. In the same vein, we want to talk about early childhood education specifically. When they vote for governor, should New Mexicans say yes or no to Constitutional Amendment 1, which would take more money from our state's permanent fund for early childhood education. So this is a totally unfair question. So we, uh, on questions, are we 2-4 in terms of the favorable, unfavorable? I mean, this is not a balanced question. That. Right? Is you that can't fair? can't answer that question without offending somebody. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's tailored in such a way as like, what do you mean you want to give more kids more money? Like, we pay them as much money as they're, like, compare us to Utah. If yes, how should that money be spent? If no, what is a better plan for early childhood education? Governor, you may begin. Well, I say yes. Uh, I uh, campaigned on getting that uh, proposal through the legislature and before the voters, making sure that we take a small pinch out of the land-grant permanent fund. Our endowment fund for education is critical. Every business organization, including the Albuquerque Chamber of Commerce, says that we need investments that will stay the course of time in early childhood. If we want to deal with reading in the third grade, second grade, first grade kindergarten we need our kids better prepared that means quality pre-k education every three-year-old and Uh four-year-old in those classrooms that means paying those educators more we need to do more of that although new mexico another another pay raise folks surprise surprise michelle lujan grisham's uh elixir for all of new mexico's problems Mm -hmm. save money and pay people more money the nation and getting pay raises and standing up the I mean she can't even shut her stupid fat mouth about it like even there she just she couldn't even stop she sure loves to spend our oh, money it's just it's just more and more pay raises those uh, classrooms and schools all across the state we need to make sure that that professional development and training and we got to support families to access those programs in a meaningful way absolutely 200 million for our elementary schools and our early childhood education programs. Thank you, Governor. Mr. Ronchetti, what do you think? Well, I think when you look at the land-grant permanent fund, it, it is really created to make sure that we have a backstop for when oil and gas is not the major factor that is in our economy right now. And so with that as the framing, I think right now when you look at where funding is, especially where funding is for early childhood, we have enough funds for it right now. So to me, it would make more sense to wait and see what happens with this. I personally would not support it, but if you do want to support it, what I would say about it is, who do you trust with spending that money in a way that it will be used wisely so it actually makes a difference in your life? Again, a blizzard of programs that someone who's been in government for 30 years can tick off very quickly, but an actual difference in your life is a totally different story. So right, when you point. look at where we spend this money and what we have to do, what I would support in this thing is saying, look, we'll be much more judicious in the way we handle every single dollar and we will still invest every single dollar we need to it doesn't matter if you speak philosophically you got to talk about practical you know and drill down on it and he's got to do that next debate mm-hmm. you guys uh you guys on I board agree. with that yeah definitely jim oh yeah oh yeah 
All right, let's check on weather and traffic uh, very quickly with Rudy Grande. Uh, you doing that, uh, Murder Mike and uh, Jim here. Let's continue. We are 38 minutes, 29 seconds uh, into the debate. Uh, we've got another 18 minutes. We'll rifle it off as quickly as we can. Maybe a little less interruptions here. I've got this uh, thing pegged at about 4 to 1 in terms of Ron Ketty and Michelle Lujan Grisham. The last 20 minutes, not as good as the first 20 minutes. Out of the gates, Ron Ketty looked good. Look strong. Michelle Lujan Grisham, the look on her face, she looks better than she did the first 20 minutes uh, for sure. Let's uh, see who go ahead and, and uh, wraps up. I think uh, Mark's got to beat her by at least two, two and a half points for it to look convincing. To get where we need to go. Uh, Governor, your thoughts on this? Another well, minute. New Mexico's actually leading the country in investments and strategies for early childhood education and investments in our most vulnerable families. We're the only state in America right now where child poverty is going in the right direction. All the other states, and I think it's tied to the pandemic, are going the opposite direction. Trust the governor who actually did it. Trust the governor who has trained and recruited early childhood educators. Trust the governor who said she would deliver pay raises for educators in the classroom. Trust the governor who said that these investments would lead to more educators. Trust the governor who said tutoring and extended learning and summertime learning were all part of a designed comprehensive package to really focus on our kids. Do not trust a candidate who is saying to you that he's going to cut state government by 35%. 85% of the budget is public safety, police officers, health care, doctors, and education. Kids and teachers. Trust the governor who's already done that work. All right, Mr. Ranchetti, you have another minute. Trust the governor who's never spent more money and never gotten fewer results and never put us in a spot where our kids are farther behind than they are right now. And I don't know where the governor gets this 35% slashing government by 35%. That is never a proposal that we've made, but we have made an economic proposal that's very clear, that's on our website, that we've laid out in the direction we want to go. We can absolutely invest in our kids. But if we're going to invest in our kids, and we need to continue to do that, we have to make sure we're investing in their health care as well. And many of you know this. When you go to get a doctor's appointment for your child, what ends up happening? How long do you wait? You wait longer and longer periods of time. Why? Because doctors are fleeing the state right now because of bills that this governor has signed. House Bill 75, she raised insurance rates for doctors 900%. And that's why you can't get a doctor for your kids. That's why we have so many issues with healthcare across the state of New Mexico. So again, all of these are intertwined and what we can do is invest and bring people to this state who are going to be critical in making sure that we get not only our education system on track, but our medical system too. Thank you, Mr. Ronchetti. The next topic on our list is the Children, Youth, and Families Department. Legislative analysts and outside evaluators say caseworkers at CYFD are overworked and underperforming. It's making children less safe. Republican or Democrat, governors have not been able to move the needle much when it comes to CYFD's performance. What are the major problems with CYFD first, and what will you do to address them? Mark Ronchetti, you may answer. Matt, right now, too often, vulnerable <laughs> children are being put back into danger situations. It's happening with frightening regularity and this governor never answers for it. In fact, the Albuquerque Journal called New Mexico the land of child endangerment. And when the governor ran
ran for office four years ago, she said she was uniquely qualified to handle CYFD and that we should hold her accountable. But right now, what she's done with frightening results has been taking kids too often and putting them in dangerous situations. And when, God forbid, they're hurt or killed, there's a cover-up. In fact, you've heard the stories about erased texts and people going and making sure they can protect politicians instead of protecting kids. So what we're going to do, we're going to have a separate unit that's going to investigate child safety away from CYFD. They have to determine whether that child should stay in the home. And then we're also going to empower foster parents across the state of New Mexico. Many of them are heroes, but they've been sidelined by this governor. And beyond that, we're going to stiffen penalties for those who commit child abuse. All right, Governor? Your answer here. Yeah. Every single tragedy <coughs> involving a child is one tragedy too many. And any governor who doesn't take that personally. I don't know that anybody wins on a question like this, mm -hmm. right? It's just like, I don't even know how it gets included. It's not something that like, like you're talking about shaping the overall, you know, feeling of the environment, the fish tank, you know, like there's nothing, this can't go anywhere. Uh, isn't doing that job. I take that very personally. And you have to come off as extremely compassionate. So this is one where a female is obviously mm -hmm. going to come off more compassionate than a man. Does that feel? Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah. yeah. Wishy-washy. Right. Well, no, I wouldn't say wishy-washy. You just got to come off as emotive and feeling and caring. Look, CYFD had a huge vacancy when I took office in 2019. We've added 80 more. See, this is the problem with things. Once you start focusing on people's feelings and all this, then you get away from all the facts and the results and all these very things. This is where she gets to go ahead and, and show her strength. For social workers, we've sped up the time for investigations. We're closing double the number of investigations than the last uh, administration. We're working now with institutions what? of higher education to specifically train and support social workers to go back into that field or to be trained in that field and come to CYFD. We are actually lifting up by investing in and providing raises to social workers. You can't expect to get a workforce if we're not going to respect them and train them and bring them in. But here's the answer. If we want to deal with CYFD, child, youth, and families, then we need fewer kids in the custody and care of CYFD. That means that we've got to get inside and do the prevention work of these vulnerable families mm. in New Mexico. Governor, thank you. Mr. Ronchetti, you, you have a minute. Yeah, Not Governor, and I, and I know you take it personally, and I have no doubt that you do. I just don't think you take nice. responsibility, and, and that's the issue in this whole thing. Nice. And when we look Good at work. taking more kids and making sure they're not involved in CYFD care, what we've seen is weakened child abuse laws in this respect, and you've had a hand in that. For people, and for, for people who are on drugs... He's very good at this answer. What do you guys think? Very good. I think I he's think very good. Like, yeah. I think the staging and, you know, sort of the... The, the layering of how he's doing this, like he's thinking about everything. This shows a high level of sensitivity. Like this, I think this is a good moment for Mark Ronkow, a surprisingly good moment for a man who's a Republican, who's insensitive and, you know, he could beat her up. Like he's engaging her on a level that it's hard to discount Mark on this answer. This is good. This is good. And see why uh, is well, so I, like quasi masterful, really. I think this is good. When they have a child, there's no longer a requirement that they be reported as child abuse. That is a mistake. We oftentimes now have more and more investigations that never happen. 
And, and I don't know if that's the idea of, oh, well, if we have fewer investigations, there are few, fewer kids in danger. That's not true. That's something that a politician does to make things look better instead of a public servant who will absolutely go out and fix the problem. Look, too many good people. In this guy's ready to be governor, as far yep. as I'm concerned. There you go. Right here. Yep. Right? He showed more compassion in this one answer, in my opinion, that totally and completely destroys the way that she attacked. I think this is brilliant. Right? Is a like, I'm actually like, oh, I'm impressed. Like, this is beyond, I think, the scope of anything I would have done. This is really good. This is really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very happy about this. He totally takes her off, totally off her position. By being overly compassionate and qualifying every one of the pieces and then reinforcing with each of the data pieces. Like, this is good. This is right here, Mark. It is at this point that you could potentially win the governorship of the state of New Mexico. You are winning over independents and Democrats. Make no mistake about it. Your nice guy affability is coming out at this point. In my opinion, you clinch this debate at this point with 12 minutes to go. CYFD work under a, a fear of retribution and they are scared. They want some sunlight in CYFD so we know where things stand and sometimes it is going to be difficult on the road back with CYFD but we can do it if we don't engage in cover-ups uh -oh. and making sure that we protect politicians before kids. All right, go. All right, we'll leave it there. We'll hit the top of the hour. Jim, uh, you've got a minute to go ahead and make some comments before you got to Get going uh, on the lay to uh, back to the other side of the uh, otro lado of the town. Yeah, well, I was listening to all the weather, all the traffic reports and going, I, I think I'm going to stay here for a couple more hours. What else are we going to do? <laughs> but, but no, I've, I've, you know, just from uh, what I've read in, uh, in a few of the um, more um, objective publications, was I was already impressed with uh, Ron Ketty, but now that I've yeah. seen him in action on this and answering questions i think he's very capable and would do a hell of a good job as a governor he would yeah and i, I think it's, we should reinforce the point that folks mark ronchetti the weatherman mark ronchetti republican gubernatorial candidate mark ronchetti is taking on the governor who is wielding absolute power here in the state hit the top of the hour back here in
six in the five oh five. More four one one here for the third hour. We will cover. Looks like to be the last uh, eleven and a half, twelve minutes of this debate. The first of two, only two, uh, from Michelle Lujan Grisham and Republican challenger, who is absolutely kicking her ass, doing a great job. Mark Ronchetti, uh, good responses, particularly that last one. I mean, out of nowhere, he he. He got segment one and segment two, and I think he won it with the level of compassion that he demonstrated uh, right there. Murder Mike uh, here in the Kiva as well. Murder Mike, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I like Mark's uh, answer to CYFD's problem. Very to the point, direct. He hit it right on the money. And uh, as as far as I'm concerned, if the votes today, he deserves to win, no doubt about it. Uh, I really am confident. I feel good. So uh, let's see where we go. With the uh, last third, we're already a few minutes into this uh, last third, so uh, let's take it from here. Governor, you may respond. Well, those allegations are completely false and, frankly, a bit outrageous. Look, I do agree that we That's need- the fourth time she's gone to this outrageous bit. It's the fourth time. ...to respect the workers at CYFD. And again, I'm going to restate, we need fewer kids who are the responsibility of children, youth, and family services. What's the number one reason we see kids? Substance abuse drug abuse. Why do we have more of that today than we did before? Because we had a governor, my opponent's mentor, former governor Susana Martinez, who eradicated any access, deleted it, literally, private and public sector, any behavioral health for anyone in the state. It was a cataclysmic decision that has created numerous trouble and aspects and issues of risk for this state. That's a fact. And building it back is tough, but we are doing it. We have the cornerstones. The issue that you just required, you just talked about, about reporting, look, that was supported by pediatricians, and here it is. If you are pregnant and have a drug abuse issue, you can come to us without fear of prosecution if you get the treatment and support that you need. All right, so it's easy to pivot out of this. Uh, any idea, uh, Murder Mike, as a former drug abuser yourself, uh, how to pivot out of this if you're Mark Ronchetti? What do you think? I would say, let's just stick to the facts. I mean, you know, let's not go out on, out on a bunch of limbs here that you can't substantiate your 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 statements with. No, you, this is the one time you bounce outside because uh, we have a uh, marijuana abuse rate in uh, elementary, middle, and high schools of about 30%. Right, right. She legalized it. She changed. She changed the social feel of drugs as to whether or not they're good or bad by making everything pretty much okay. So she she lost her opportunity to talk about this particular issue going forward. You see, she loses it, and she doesn't even realize that. Uh, Can you imagine being that insolent in your policy positions that you forget to think about how you are the one who legalized marijuana in the state of New Mexico, and it's the very thing that you're arguing against in a circular way, but nonetheless, you're still arguing against the same issue. Created the problem That's it. The same Governor, thank you. We want to move on to homelessness. And before we get to Jump the- in, Mark. I would just run, steamroll that. Yeah, boy, she would. Yeah. Question. We, For time purposes, from now on, our rebuttals are going to have to be cut to 30 seconds just to, to fit everything in. So thank you for cooperating, candidates. Communities around New Mexico are struggling to handle people who are, at least for a time, homeless. Why do you believe we're having problems with homelessness, and how can the state best meet the needs of these cities and towns? We begin with Governor Lujan Grisham. Uh, Thank you, Tessa. Look, there are three things that cause uh, chronic homelessness. Housing, mental illness, 
and drug addiction. And quite frankly, far too often, most of the folks that we're talking about have issues with all three. Right now, New Mexico is launching programs to build more than 6,000 houses statewide. Notice you didn't talk about a lack of opportunity when it comes to uh, economic depression. Or education. Or yeah, she, she like fails. Like, she has no idea that will be affordable for families in New Mexico with another 25 million that will come each year after that. We've invested money in transitional housing. We're investing money in crisis teams who will show up where individuals are and we are making sure that we have the mental health services that need to be available including substance abuse. We've been launching that statewide. Most recently we just did the groundbreaking at UNM for both an inpatient and outpatient treatment facility. But here, uh, we're going to need to do a little tough love and that's going to mean probably more options for mandatory treatment and I plan to propose in the next legislative session, uh, session uh, restrictions on panhandling and trespass for this population. Mr. Ronchetti, your answer. Uh, the governor has a lot of lists there of things that have been done and what I would ask people across the state is how's it working out for you? How's it going? You has go. it gotten worse over the past four years or has it gotten better? It has gotten far worse. Like, the, like her record is so bad that Mark realizes at this point he's won the debate. Second piece. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> now, is that? Did you hear the tone? Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. Oh, I don't know what she's talking about over there, but uh, well, you can tell we're through this time. debate. I won it. Uh, I'm gonna go have dinner now because uh, she's nothing but excuses, yeah, and I know that I wanted the CYFT compassionate. Like, is that? Would that's fair, right? Uh, I, I, very fair. Yeah, yeah, I think, that, like, just listen to the tone. I love this. Because Mark, Mark is announcing that he won the debate. Uh, and and he's saying it within this response. He's like, we're wasting time here. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm bored. We do available, including substance abuse. We've been launching that statewide. Most recently, we just did the groundbreaking at UNM for uh, both an inpatient uh, and outpatient treatment facility. But here, uh, uh, we're going to need to do a little tough love, and that's going to mean probably. She's like reaching. She's trying. Is she trying hard here? She's, you can tell she's trying yeah, hard. She's and trying she's hard. Lying because she starts talking real fast. Yeah, but she, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> well, uh, she, she's just. There's an awful lot of trying here. Like, yeah. she's really, really trying here. More options for mandatory treatment, and I plan to propose in the next legislative session, uh, session uh, restrictions on panhandling and trespass for this population. Oh, <laughs> she has the criminal element uh, there at the end. Take a quick three minute. We'll pick it up with uh, Mark's response there, which I absolutely love in the Kiva. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. In an increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. All right, and we're back here into the Kiva. We got Casey uh, joining us. We'll wrap the rest of that. Uh, Casey, Freedom Families United, freedomfamiliesunited.com. Casey, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good. How are you, Eddie? Oh, you sound good, boy. That's a nice, strong connection. Just uh, breaking down. I, this is the first time I've watched the debate, and I uh, think we've uh, pretty much understood about minute 44 and a half. Uh, Mark Ronchetti won with his compassionate response uh, to the CYFD and the layering with addressing everything uh, in the room. Her, her responses, validating her feelings, and at the very same time, making her responsible for it. Uh, in my opinion, it's the, uh, the death blow of the debate. Oh, yeah. I, I'm loving the assessment here. And the first time we watched through it, pretty much what we got from it is uh, Mark Ronchetti just has to point and say, look at her record. And then she's just begging people saying, please, we're at rock bottom, everybody. It's all uphill from here. We're at rock bottom. We're investing. And that's pretty much our our takeaway from that uh, entire debate. Yeah, she's he throwing money at everything, right? I mean, that's essentially that her response to everything is throw more money at it and make excuses for things that haven't worked or refer to the previous uh, administration. I mean, she's had four years to clean this stuff up. She's done nothing but take it back in the wrong direction. 
Yeah, and she keeps somehow trying to connect Ron Ketty to the previous administration as if he was in that administration. Right. And I think it's just such a weak attempt at her deferring from her own horrific record. And uh, pretty much everyone that watched that saw that it was a very weak performance from her. And she's going to have to come out strong in the second debate if he doesn't win over those moderates that are actually watching these debates and deciding who they're going to vote for. Because there are those people in the middle that make their decision last minute like this. I know it's ridiculous to actually believe that, but... Yeah, some of these moderates, they're, they're sitting there still undecided at wh- what direction they want this state to go at this point in the election. The bias uh, from the uh, tailoring of the questions, I think, not good from KOB Channel 4. Uh, so far, I've got two fair questions, four unfair questions, one neutral questions out of seven. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you could see they were kind of do, trying to do a gotcha moments with Ronchetti where they're trying to ask some deeper questions and quiz him on his knowledge surrounding certain subjects. But it's clear that Ronchetti did his homework on these questions and he knocked it out of the park. I'm I'm happy with his performance. There's a few areas he came out a little weak on, weaker than I would have liked. Education was one of those. But at the same time, it still looks infinitely stronger compared to Michelle Lujan Grisham's record. Yeah, he's got so. to drill down on the plans. And then every single time that she brings something out that he knows to be false, he needs to hit it on her immediately. And I think that's where he can strengthen his argument and, uh, you know, sort of drop some of the catchphrasing uh, that might sort of you know, peek boo uh, into his uh, answers here and there. All right. So tomorrow we've got Freedom Families United live tomorrow, one to three with Casey McHale here in Nikiva. What's on deck tomorrow? Well, we're going to be talking about parental rights. That's become a hot topic here in New Mexico with KB1, this parental rights bill. And not only that, we've got uh, some more information for people, whether KB1 passes or fails, uh, parents we have a surefire way of them legally shoring up their rights within their own schools and we are pushing a campaign for how parents can do that and we're going to be getting into the escalations here for world war three which we obviously cannot ignore this week because that is some of the biggest stories and when you look at it in the grand scope of just what happened only this week and you put it in perspective it's clear that we are on very scary footing here on the world stage and could be on a direct path towards a big escalation in this war, if not nuclear war, certainly dragging us into some type of hot conflict World War III on multiple fronts. I'm looking forward to your analysis on all that. So I think that, that is good. Uh, 1 p.m. tomorrow, anything going on as far as your events for the week? I know Thursday you had some stuff going on. And you have your yep, meeting every, every week. Thursday we're meeting and we're currently securing space out here. We're just right out in the East Mountains, about 10 minutes outside of Albuquerque. And we uh, this last week, we actually had the kids launch pumpkins, these smaller pumpkins out of uh, some water balloon launchers. And all the kids had a great time. And we met and discussed the most important pressing issues for New Mexico and the most important actions we could take and had a real good time. So we've been meeting out in the East Mountains, currently at Los Vecinos Community Center. But anybody that wants to, meet up with us just go to freedomfamiliesunited.com sign up there you can do the join us and then you'll get all the emails and updates on where and when we will be meeting and you can always call us at 505-405-1776 call or text anytime sound great thanks so much for being here thanks for having your show here in the kiva as well we'll see you tomorrow live show freedom families united here in the kiva good job all right uh we're bringing back for more uh talk here with the Last, what are we, nine, eight and a half minutes with Michelle Lujan Grisham and Mark Ronchetti as we wait for Nat as well as uh, Dinah checking in from Rito. So what's going on down south? All right.
Mr. Ronchetti, your answer. Uh, the governor has a lot of lists there of things that have been done, and what I would ask people across the state is, how's it working out for you? How's it going? Has it gotten worse over the past four years? or has The it relaxed, um, you know, the lack of need to prove himself. I mean, all this is affirmation that he's won the debate and he knows it. Gotten better. It has gotten far worse. So what we have to do, number one, provide the treatment necessary. She's stunned. The heavy blinking, uh, the sort of uh, moving around her own torso at this point uh, while she sits down, I'm assuming they're both sitting down. There's no doubt, whether that be mental health treatment, whether that be addiction treatment as well, there's no doubt those things will need to be done. But here's the fact. New Mexico cannot be allowed to be someone's campground. And we've seen it here in the Albuquerque area. Mayor Keller is proposing putting tent cities all over, and we see how that ends. The playbook is in California. It's in Los Angeles. It's in San Francisco. They allow these tent cities to explode. You go up to Portland, you see it there too. Seattle as well. It is a type of government that doesn't take this seriously. So what I'm proposing is a statewide ban on tent cities in New Mexico. I would sign that, absolutely. We'll get the help necessary, but you cannot sleep on the streets in the, stri in the state of New Mexico. And they're going to have to make a choice, and we think a lot of people will make the right choice if we provide them the compassionate option. All right, so we have to change the phrasing there just a little bit because of where it's at. Uh, I'll let Mike, uh, I'll let you take a stab at that first, if you will. Well, I'm not really sure how to, how, how to change it. Why don't you uh, go first and let me, let me pick up on that because I uh, I think she is just so so far out there that Mark's doing a great job of covering everything. Yeah, well, I think the only thing I would say is uh, you can't say people can't sleep on the streets. Uh, you have to say we will make it a uh, crime to sleep on the streets. Well, it so already have to, is. Yeah, but you have to enforce it. That's so, true. So, yeah, I think that's the other thing is, you know, make it a crime. You have to enforce it. And there are shelters. If you don't seek one or take one, uh, then we'll assume that you're loitering. Here's the penalties for loitering. And we need to clean up our business. We need to strengthen our commercial burglary unit. We need to, Loitering, you know, vagrancy. Yeah, exactly. Handling. Yeah, I think that's, that's the way we go. Governor, 30 seconds. Well, look, that compassionate option has to include housing, and it's right. Uh, we don't have those 6,000 houses built because it's a brand new program. And while we might describe this differently because I think protections for <sighs> folks, particularly women and children, half the it's people tough. who are homeless in Albuquerque, New Mexico today, today are teenagers. So doing it better, doing it faster, but I agree. Tough love about what's happening here and not allowing folks to simply reject treatment is this not what I got? I got kills for last year. Thirty seconds. Well, when we look at, at where we sit right now, and this is a statewide issue. I think what we have to begin to look at too, and the governor mentions, you know, a, a lot of young girls that are part of this. This is a human trafficking issue too that comes up from the border, and that has not been addressed as well. The governor removed the national guard from the border, and we have a major fentanyl crisis and human trafficking crisis coming up here, and that is also feeding the homeless problem. So until we take the border seriously too, all all of these issues will continue to explode. Kaboom. All right, we want to move on to our state's water supply. Persistent drought is hitting the Southwest hard. What is your plan? Do I really need to cover this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh? The last to protect and conserve New Mexico's water. Mr. Ronchetti, we begin with you. Well, I, I think at this point, what we first have to do is realize that water is a precious resource and we have to do everything possible. Oh I gotta skip this. Of tonight's debate, it is now time for closing statements. Uh, and per Thank the rules, you. you will each have one minute to make your final case. Uh, as per the outcome of- We're really gonna talk about water? I mean, that's like a, clearly an administrative need that we have to have. 
handled. All right. Point toss earlier, Mr. Ronchetti, you're going to go first. Yeah, come on. Thanks very much, Matt. And Governor, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, I just you all ass. sitting through this tonight. I think you can see two very different visions of the state yep. of New Mexico. Easy. One vision is a vision that has put us in a very, very different. Uh, next time, Mark, strengthen your vision a little bit more. Solidify it. Call her out on the facts and focus more on your vision and uh, don't address anything with regards to her other than the negative being educated like they should be or your pocketbook issues where you have more yep. month than there you month. Go, economy but one thing I think is most important to think about is we must all believe that it can get better that, that we can do things better and that I think this is like nebulous I don't I'm not a big fan of the we we can do better we can make it of course that's the whole reason why you're running the worst thing that can happen to us is for us to think it's New Mexico. It, we've always had high crime. We can address crime. Okay. We can address the issue. Right, Michelle Lujan Grisham, your closing remarks. Thank you, Tessa. Well, voters in New Mexico do have a choice to make. Uh, and I know that times are tough. And they I hate been. that. But I think that I New like Mexicans want an inexperienced, proven leader who can make the tough decisions, who, who has a record to make those decisions, have. particularly when we're saving gonna thousands of lives, whether that's a pandemic, devastating wildfires, yes, or floods. But you and hard. my record about investments in the areas that matter most, like education, have occurred and will continue More films to for occur. Alec Baldwin. Universal pre-K expansion. Right, this is just unfair. Anyway, that's it. Uh, pretty easy win, I think, there for Mark Ronchetti. Uh, I don't even know that. that like, I'm wasting my time at that point. So I think Mark did an overall, overall did a pretty good job. He did a great job. Yeah. He really did. So I think we're all good. Um, I don't know if I'll break down the second one. That's the first time I was watching that. That's about as much as I could possibly take. I, I watched it. So. Oh, you did? Did you yeah. watch it last week? Yeah, I did. As wow, you're a that. dedicated citizen, Kane. Well, I you? wanted to find out what was going on and the way she was squirming around. And, and I mean, you know, that this is our governor. This is a person that is telling us the same thing, only she's packing, packaging it differently and thinking it's going to fly. I guess she feels thinks we're a bunch of stupid idiots around here. I don't well, know. I think she does. All right, Liberty uh, Nat is here uh, with uh, the Liberty Lovers. Uh, Liberty Nat, how are you? Hey, Eddie, I'm doing good. All right, good. We're going to check back with you right after we take a quick, quick break uh, here in the Kiva. We've been doing the uh, breakdown, the analysis of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham and, of course, Mark Ronchetti. Great job, Mark. Back after a quick break, we'll check on more on what's on the docket. 633 back here in the Kiva to wrap the week. We've got uh, Liberty Nat here from uh, the Liberty Lovers who's uh, joining us. Liberty Nat, how are you? Good. I've got Jaybird here as well. Jaybird, what's going on, guys? Uh, what are you guys? You guys ready to launch headlong into tomorrow's live show, three-hour tour from three to six tomorrow? Don't forget to uh, check in during that time. Uh, hopefully, you guys were good with my analysis. Or what did you guys think of the debate last week? Well, we thought that the uh, governor started to look a little desperate. Um, I really loved how Mark Ronchetti obviously got under her skin, especially during the abortion question, which you could oh. tell Mayo before was framing to be her highlight. It was where yeah, she was right. supposed to shine. Yeah. And Ronchetti just got under her skin and she got so flustered, she broke protocol. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And he absolutely called her out onto the carpet in, in several different instances. I agree with you on your take on CYFD. At first, we kind of thought, eh, this is kind of a non non-starter question. But he handled it 
beautifully and used it to hold her accountable in the viewer's eyes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jay Bird, your thoughts? Well, the you know, what really jumped out at me was just how, I mean, she seemed very angry and agitated that she even had to be there. But, I, the, you know, I loved, uh, you know, I definitely think that Ronchetti is on the right track and who and, and the group that he's working with is really doing good things for him because he really appealed to New Mexicans. He seemed to be talking to us directly, whereas whereas MLG, it, it seemed to always be about her. It was always me, 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 me. And just how self-absorbed she is really came across. I think that was the most obvious thing to me. I mean, clearly, you know, her, her uh, policies aren't working for us. But it just was so obvious to me how self, self-absorbed this woman was that by the end of it, um, I, I don't see how anyone even likes her anymore. Yeah, false outrage, I think, was the uh, sort of the theme of the day for her. I think she had a little bit too much. She, she kept using outrageous uh, a lot. I think Mark did a good job. Uh, I think he probably got B-plus on it. I think he could have brought the hammer down with more facts and more data sets at the right time. But, you know, nobody's perfect against the most powerful person in the state of New Mexico. I think I think he did more uh, than his share to do himself a good job to set himself upright for the second time. And he gave her no opportunity to go ahead and uh, mischaracterize him during the debate and use that as a soundbite for commercials leading up until the uh, general election. So I think that that is also uh, pretty good. And, you know, I think the grimacing and the uh, facial uh, gesticulations, I think, are necessary. But, I mean, those are easy to correct. You know, they're nonverbal uh, errors. There's just no reason to do it. And he's applying to be a job. And he certainly appears to be uh, as invested as she is, uh, if not more, because she's had four years to mess things up. And, you know, here's a guy who uh, knows what he's talking about to the degree that it will be better than her at this point, I think he needs to go ahead and uh, close the deal next time around. And uh, mm-hmm. I just hear a lot of good things. I think his appeal to moderates and independents, I think, was uh, resonant in that CYFD answer. And I certainly think, uh, you know, his crime issue starting out strong in those first 20 minutes, despite the other two issues coming out against him, which weren't uh, working well, he still managed to go ahead and eke out a win, I think, in that first third. But overall, once you get to that 45th minute, you know, he all but put it away. So I think this is good. I think uh, I'm feeling pretty good. And hopefully this will lead to change enough people's minds. Can he win by enough next time? And that's my question for both of you uh, to, you know, make it an emphatic yes for the swing voter, which will change the tide of the election. Definitely. Yeah, I I, I definitely think he's going to swing. He's going to he's swinging for the fences for sure. And I think it's going to be enough to to take the win, um, you know, and it, and it really helps. It works in his favor that what what MLG did this time around was she just continued to throw in our faces all the money that she's thrown at all these problems and nothing has worked, but she's expecting us to believe because she says it's a good thing that we are expected to believe it's a good thing. And I think a lot of people are going to see right through that. And she behaved just and sounded just like a politician. And, And I get what you're saying that um, you know, Ron, Ron Ketty sometimes, you know, grimace too much. It wasn't as stoic maybe as he probably should have been. But I think this is one case where that can work in his favor because he has never been a politician before. He's not a politician. I mean, not by trade anyway. And so he comes off as one of the people 
And he really highlighted that quite a bit. You know, yeah, she's a politician. And here she goes again. Here we go again. Just like a politician. Just like a politician. And I'm really glad that he hammered that home because that is one of his strengths against MLG in this race. All right. So a little bit of a Reagan moment. Oh, here he goes again. Yeah, sort of a relatable uh there it is so that's good i like that what do we got on the slate for tomorrow the liberty lovers there's a lot of love in the background there by the way of all the kids but uh set up shop for us uh as we have our live call-in edition for the liberty lovers well a couple things that i want to talk about i want to talk about how elon musk and tesla is smarter than uh new mexican politicians um we'll talk a little bit about that some things that that they're doing um and I want to talk about some of the other issues in California. I know, Eddie, you're not a gearhead. I'm a gearhead personally, but I want to talk about some of the things that, that the policies that California is implementing, because unfortunately, I think we're going to start seeing them here. Um, it has to do with um, car ownership. And yeah. what, what else, Natalie? What do you got? Well, I also want to take this back a little bit to uh, some of the vax and the mask tyranny. I think some people are starting to feel like, oh, yeah, COVID's over. We're back to normal. But we so aren't back to normal. And there's still discrimination going on, especially in the medical community when it comes to vaccine and masking. So I want to take it back there because that's kind of the that's kind of where we got our start, Eddie, back when you tagged us in 2020 and said, hey, you want to be on air? (laughs) We, We were railing against the tyranny of the mask and then eventually the tyranny of the vax. Yep, absolutely. You guys have done a great job. We appreciate you. And uh, Natalie, speak a few moment, uh, if you would, for about the numbers, those Saturday numbers last year to this year. How, how about those numbers there? Oh, my gosh, that was amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, you, sh- you shared with me the listenership, the listening numbers from the past two years, comparing September through September through September. And, wow, listenership has doubled across the board since 2020 September October of 2020 and we have like at least twice as many people listening in almost all of all of the time slots on Saturday than we did 2 years ago and it's still going up exponentially week to week so i i couldn't be more thrilled about that we love our listening audience we've got our diehard callers and we love when we have new callers in so thank you so much to everyone um for making that happen for tuning into the kiva on saturday we know it's your weekend you've got things to do and we are so honored that you choose to tune in at the end of the dial in 1600 a.m and make us part of your day and bringing us into your weekend there we go. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow here in Akiva. Have a great night. Enjoy the kids, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks so much, Liberty Nash. Liberty Jabbered uh, here in Akiva. All right. Uh, Werner Mike, uh, some final words uh, from you. Uh, what's it been like out on the uh, on the uh, the tough streets of the uh, city of Albuquerque? It's been, it's been pretty wild. I'm going to quickly uh, – I'll go back real quick here for okay. a week. Uh, on last Friday night at San Ysidro and Candelaria, there was a male victim in critical condition. APD is investigating because he was the victim of a shooting. And at 10 a.m. Saturday morning, a balloon incident in downtown Albuquerque where a balloon uh, got tangled up with a power Weird. pole at 2nd and Copper. That's a bad place. All yeah, those tall buildings. No bueno. No bueno. And this is a, kind of a disturbing story. A 12-year-old and his uncle are facing multiple armed robbery charges. 
Uh, Jason Roper, age 43, committed multiple armed robberies with his 12-year-old nephew. What identity. in the hell? I know, 12-year-old nephew's identity is being held, although you he is... boys going to go back to your house. Jimmy Carter middle, middle School, where he is a 7th grader. I mean, you go out and rob places with your 12-year-old nephew. That's a little off the wall there. But this is even worse. A 14-year-old went on a murder... Uh, murderous crime spree in the South Valley on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. He carjacked a person. He shot at the person. He got in a SWAT situation. So it didn't end well. And then last Friday night, there was a 2 p.m., there was a male found. Oh, no, that was this, this last Friday afternoon. Uh, there was a uh, male found 10-7 at Wyoming and Central. APD is investigating that as a reported shooting. 10-7 is deceased. And moving along to Monday. Monday late afternoon, Monday, there was an officer-involved shooting involving a Sandoval County Sheriff's officer. The suspect suffered multiple gunshot wounds and was pronounced deceased at the scene. He was, it was intentional to commit suicide by cop. And moving on to today, Basel Del Orte was closed just before noon hour today due to a balloon crash over the river. Eastbound, eastbound Basel was shut down for several All right, you got about another injuries. 30 seconds there, Murder Mike. So, well, everybody, okay, the, the speed cameras are working on Gibson. However, now what the city is doing so much, they love it so much that they're installing additional security cameras Damn it. to I'm... monitor the speed cameras so they don't get stolen. Yeah, uh, well, they're they're about eight feet high. There so. you go. Right. And Tesla is opening new door, new dealership at the, the Santa Ana Pueblo. And however, I wouldn't All right, jump let's take a quick board. break. We'll bring, out the, bring it back in three minutes here. Okay, you got it. it. Or not. Uh, no, no, nothing there, Murder Mike. Continue, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, Tesla is opening its doors to a new dealership. This one is a little closer. Do you think they need, uh, do you think no, they need they the promo? Need it's closer to the Albuquerque at the Santa Ana Pueblo. I you, don't know if they closed that one down by... Well, uh, no, it's a second one. They said a second one. I just don't know why we need to talk about it. Well, uh, the reason I'm talking about it is because... I would suggest people not jump on board yet with driving an electric car. Right. As I don't think people in New Mexico have enough money to go out and buy Teslas. Well, even that. Reports are coming out of Florida or a Tesla or other electric vehicles. Florida of numerous electric vehicles imploding. The, the batteries are imploding after being waterlogged from the recent hurricane events. So, All right. Got City <laughs> Hall news. <laughs> <laughs> to give the readers an abridged look at the criminal activity in their community in the hood. It's just a little illustration of what local law enforcement, funded by the taxpayers, hey, my bros, must deal with daily throughout the Espa Valley. Espanola police officers, okay, Wingate Tribal Police, Rio Riva County Sheriff's deputies and the state police responded to the following calls in the last few weeks. 1 a.m. September 19, a size lane caller said his girlfriend punched him. <laughs> Put your dukes up. 1.49 a.m., a JGN lane caller reported getting ripped off again. The caller threatened to go to the judge if the police department won't do anything. <laughs> I'm going to enter my case myself. 2.52 a.m., a U.S. Forest Service caller said he's down in the canyon and he hit an elk's. 
Tierra Maria EMS was called out. I believe the elk got the better, better, the better handle on it. 8.12 a.m. A North Coronado Avenue caller said a pit bull mix showed up to his house and tore up his lawn furniture. He's hungry. Plastics are good. 11.40 a.m. A Paseo del Paulina caller reported their home was broken into and things were taken. What things? I don't know. A lot of them. 12.09 p.m. Española Middle School caller said they received a photo from a student about a school shooting taking place at 2 p.m. And it would have circulated on the social medias. Police said everything was okay and the photo was not founded. Unfounded. No founded. 1.10 p.m. A woman went to a Rio Riva County Sheriff's Office to file a report for theft that occurred at Embudo. <laughs> you got to keep it. Keep it there. <laughs> Stay on the scene so we could write the report the right way. 1.17 p.m. A North Orchard Lane caller said his house was broken into and he wants to speak with an officer. He was referred to an online reporting, but said he doesn't do anything online and wants to speak with an officer. <laughs> I don't even have a I don't computer. have a computer. I sold it. <laughs> I don't pay the bills, no. I sold my brother's computer, too, but he doesn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay the bills, right? What, what, what am I going to do? Espanola Blotter, brought to you by Eddie 1.33 p.m. A woman went to the ESPA Police Department to file a report for fraud in the amount of $3,000. That's like all the money in Espanola or something. 2.45 p.m. A Fairview Lane caller reported a man is hunched over and a woman is on the ground while other people are around them smoking fentanyls. That's sad. Yamala. 4.37 p.m. A Starbucks caller requested a welfare check on a man lying on the ground near the RTD bus stop. All right. Just sleeping it off, bro. Leave me alone. 6.38 p.m. A Vista del Norte El Guique caller reported the neighbor has a loudspeaker pointed at his house and throws stuff at his wife and children all the time and yells at them. <laughs> There's our first yeller of the week. <laughs> 7.46 p.m. A Cook's Mobile Home Park caller said someone tried to break into their house. That mobile home park, it's bad news. 9.03 p.m. A Fairview Lane caller reported a man broke into her house and he's still there. He's going to sleep over. <laughs> September 20th, 1.11 a.m. That's one day in, in Española. One day. A, a Camino Rafael caller said an infant was drinking milk. Then started to lay down and was not conscious or breathing. Oh, that's very scary. That's a- not happy about that one. I'd rather not have read that one. Yeah. 3.01 a.m. Makaya Rodenda caller recorded, requested courtesy rounds because the car is creeping through the neighborhood. This is still my favorite call, the courtesy rounds. <laughs> I don't find anything courteous about Española. What are you looking at? Giving me mal ojo? 7.55 a.m. A West Mesa Hernandez caller requested a welfare check on a man who drove into the Arroyo. Hey, is he okay? <laughs> Probably not. He's just in the ditch. <laughs> 9.33 a.m. A Santa Cruz country star caller said she has a warrant for her arrest and wants to turn herself in. NCIC was checked in and there was no warrant for the woman. I'm just looking for a place to sleep it off, too. One of three hots on a con. <laughs> 9.54 a.m. 
A Fairview Lane caller wants to speak with an officer regarding vagrants who got into a condemned abandoned building. Keeping it warm. 11.18 a.m. A Dixon caller said they were checking on a 30-year-old friend. Oh, no. I can't read the rest. Oh. Some, some days I just don't want to read the, the rest of the blotter, you know? Yeah, sometimes you don't find out till the end. Yeah, the, the end of the story. I'm doing. I'm doing this live. This is fresh. These are fresh, no? Cold reads. As a fresh happens. one. Twelve twelve p.m. A Hohe's caller wants a man dispersed from the area because he's smoking drugs behind the building. Have you ever been to Hohe's? No, never have. Twelve fourteen p.m. A County Road twenty two in Espanola caller said they're being harassed by someone with a gun. That's scary. Some real crime this week. Boy. 12.30 p.m. A Fairview Lane caller reported her mother threw her out and beat her and won't allow her back inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 1.48 p.m. A County Road 50 in Verlarde caller reported his sister vandalized his property by breaking a window and trashing his porch. Wait, you mean my porch or my porch? Yeah, you know, I mean porch, your porch. Your, your car or Wait, your porch? Wait, your porch. My porch. <laughs> 3.37 p.m. A CVS caller said someone stole his bike. <laughs> I can't get to work. 5.13 p.m. A shoe department caller said a man is going around yelling at people in the parking lot and hitting their cars. Why? And the shoes. 7.30 p.m. An East Pueblo street caller said there's a lot of traffic at one house and now is a good time for officers to go by the area. Hey, check it out. Just yeah. giving you a tip. A courtesy round. Geno, a courtesy room. That's what they call it, <laughs> 9.45 p.m. A La Tiendita caller reported someone is walking near the store with either a bat or a machete. It's not machete, it's machete. <laughs> <laughs> 11.35 p.m. A Cook's Mobile Home caller reported hearing shots fired in the area. I don't know. We don't have that expensive shot blotter. Shot caller. Like shot, shot caller. No. Shot caller is the guy the sitting on the caller. Fence. You mean for the dog? No, the shot caller. It calls the police. The shots go off and it calls them. You mean like Allen Iverson? You know, like Jordan? A shot caller? No, a shot caller. What? 1.37 a.m. An alarm at San Pedro Shell Station was activated. Police discovered someone broke into the building in the shell. 9.21 a.m. A Speedway caller said an ex-employee is at the store and reached over the counter and stole several lottery scratchers. <laughs> 9.26 a.m. A caller requested a welfare check on a man lying on the ground near OK Casino. That's sad. Down and out. No. Murder Mike. That's a down that's and a, out. That's no. a down and out that's for a down sure. and out. Down and out. What, what, what's the code for that down and out? <laughs> 1018. 1018. 1047. We, we got a... <laughs> 1018 down and out. We got it's a, a drunk. Yes, over here. Positive for ETO. On Fairview Lane. <laughs> 9.39 a.m. A caller requested a welfare check on a driver. He appears to be drunk and passed out with children in an SUV. Hey, that's bad. What do you call that? Uh, child abuse and child endangerment. I call that dead meat. Dead. <laughs> 9.58 a.m. A Navanita Canada caller said someone keeps breaking into the apartment and stealing things. I don't know. I'm missing stuff. 10.08 a.m. Akaya Rodenda caller reported a man is yelling and being all hysterical and stuff. She said he's been on a narcotic bender. What kind of narcotics? I don't know. Narcotics. 11.22 a.m. 
A private drive, 1535 at Hernandez Caller reported someone kicked the door to his mobile home. 11.40 a.m. An Alfred Lane Caller reported an FedEx driver was bitten by a dog. Pitbull. 12.30 p.m. A San Juan Elementary Caller said a woman is harassing his friend. How do you know she's not just hitting on him? She needs some love. She just got out of the pinta. 12.56 p.m. Naughty girls need love. Naughty girls need the love, too, Murder Mike. A caller reported a couple in a truck are selling the drugs near the Española car wash. They only have one car wash in all of Española. Slow and low, lean and clean. 2.51 p.m. An Española elementary school caller wants to speak with an officer because two, two children are hitting other students. Come on, no bullying. Bully, bully. That's good, Murder Mike. Look at the radio chops coming in all of a sudden, just out of nowhere. Where, right, right. Oh yeah, dude, moving right in there. You're yeah, right. you just, just. Um, uh, I think we. Past hysteria. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> we go. All right, uh, been been a good week, folks. It has. Yeah, we thank gotta, you very much, Eddie. Yeah. It's been a good, good, good Friday. I always enjoy it. Yeah. Well. Interesting, uh, a lot of interesting things to cover. We talked about a lot of interesting the we, the debate. You your your narratives on the debate. The, just, the analysis was spot on. Yeah, you know. it was. It was right <laughs> on the money. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better. Oh man! Clear and if I concise. see another negative Ronchetti out, I'm gonna just lose my stuff. All right. One, two, three, yeah. Four, there you go. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.